0: Hi, before we get started with the episode, we just wanted to point you in the direction of the social accounts we've set up for the show to help you guys engage with us and communicate and get involved with our show. You can email us at can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Emailing us will really be the best way to talk to us directly and conversate with us on air during the show. Also, be sure to like You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on Facebook. And you can also follow us on Instagram at can't disappoint podcast and Twitter at You can't disapod, that's disapod like disappoint. So there's one S and two Ps. Well, thanks for tuning in and let's kick off the episode.
1: Here we go. (laughs) Shirley, I'm so sorry. I'm going home, Rita. I know, Shirley, I know.
2: No, uh, seriously, I'm going home. Can you help me out?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Oh. Oh.
0: What it is, soul brothers? Welcome to you can't disappoint a podcast. We're back another week, a big week, a big episode to discuss this week with you guys. Uh, hi, I'm your host, host uh, that up. Hi, I'm hi, I'm your host, post ironic disco stew.
1: Hey, Zach, it's Steve. I mean, no, wait, wait, hold on, let me try again. Let me try. <laughs> we both hey, screwed up. Hey, 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 everybody! It's 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 Steve. Hold on, one more time, one more time. Okay. Uh, the, uh, Hey, buddy. <laughs>
0: Beep All right, if you're satisfied so, with your message. <laughs> let's just go ahead and start this whole thing over. What it is, Soul Brothers, welcome to you. <laughs> uh, it's good to be here. I'm glad you joined us. I'm glad you made it. I hope everyone had a uh, a safe uh, pandemic-friendly Halloween week. I don't even know what that's going to look like, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I uh, hopefully everyone trick-or-treated all as the uh, 2319 team from Monsters, Inc. I know that's the only government, CDC-approved costume this yes.
0: year. Yes, yes. <laughs> a lot of people have been talking about how uh, Among Us costumes would be good oh, because yeah. you're in like a hazmat suit of sorts. But anyway, I hope your Halloween was swell if you did anything, and if not, I hope our Halloween special from last week with Mr. Kevin Lanigan... Uh, did did some some good spooky uh, stuff for you? Yeah, hope you were absolutely terrified. <laughs> I know I was. All right. Uh, this week we are here to talk about. Well, first let's talk about let's talk about you, Stephen. How are okay. you?
1: What I'm good. What have you been doing? I actually uh, just last night wrapped up probably one of the best shows I've watched this year. Okay. Yeah, it's uh called Great Pretender. It's a Netflix okay. original anime. Okay. Um but it's I haven't about it. like it's really good. It's uh only 14 episodes right now. The next part comes out uh this month, November actually, but um the uh it's about like con artists and it's like really good. Normally, like those shows like I can see what's happening a couple mm-hmm. steps ahead of like the characters. Not in this one. They were like at least one step ahead of me for most of the show, which is is tough to do on a show like that. So Easy ten out of ten for me, which I don't don't say lightly about anime. So ten
0: out of ten, yeah, ten, 10 out of ten is like, I don't know. I very rarely hand out tens or fives if we're talking stars. It has to yeah. be something substantial that yeah. like it, that, like life changing to to get a score like that. And I know that you're probably similar. So I'm glad yeah. to hear that.
1: Especially like for the first season of a show, I almost never will give it a, a, a
0: ten, but this one what would you give the first season of our show you know we're, we're reaching the end of it um i'd give us a solid seven
1: to eight you know because especially now i think we're we're i think we're least, getting there i think we've yeah. gotten
0: a little bit better uh, mm-hmm. if if your mom's uh reviews are any indication Yeah, because she would have given us a a hard four for, like, weeks. (laughs) Well well earned. Well earned. (laughs) I think four is being a little bit nice those first couple weeks. Probably. (laughs) Uh, But I'm glad that everyone's here that's that's joined us along this journey as we've, you know, totally learned how to podcast through talking through this first season of Community Together. Now that we're in November, it's a big month for us. This month, we'll be wrapping up our coverage of season one. Uh, Today is the first of the last three episodes. And we will be doing some retrospective Season 1 stuff, and we'll be beginning our dive into Season 2, which is exciting. Season 2 is like what this episode we're here to talk about today kicks off, uh, Yeah, just the true golden era of this great show. Agreed. Season 2 is is really, really good. That being said, we're here to talk about an episode that without it, uh, we might not have ever had a Season 2. We're talking about episode 23 of the first season. The, the Art of
1: Discourse. You know, Zach, it was really great going through this one again. I uh...
0: It was good enough to do two full podcasts on your career. <laughs> We're talking the phenomenal community, like, if, if there was a community Mount Rushmore of episodes, this one would have to be on it, Modern mm-hmm. Warfare. It was directed by Justin Lin of Fast and the Furious fame. This is Big his fan. last director credit for Community, but he also did... Earlier this season, Introduction to Statistics and Interpretive Dance, which were two standouts of the season for sure, especially from a directorial standpoint, and this one is no different. He really shined, and his action movie prowess totally shows everywhere in this episode. It was written by Emily Cutler, who co-wrote Contemporary American Poultry, and next season she writes Accounting for Lawyers. Asian Population Studies, and Competitive Wine Tasting, and it originally aired on May 6th,
1: 2010.
0: Wow. So, I, uh, yeah.
1: i big fan of uh, Justin Lin, not only the Fast and Furious movies, which I know I, I will make fun of probably just as much, if not more, than anyone else, but I, I do love them. But especially, I mean, not to give away too much about my rankings this season, but some of his episodes are going to end up pr- pretty, pretty high darn there. high.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I have never seen a fast and furious film all the way through that's okay i think i tried to watch the first one and i've heard that you know like they get better as they go on and that the first couple are not the shining examples so i don't know yeah. i don't i'm not interested enough to watch through the bad ones to get to the kind of good no, ones no
1: watch tokyo drift because it's it's different okay and then watch like fast 5 I'm going to be honest
0: with you, I probably
1: won't do that. That's okay. (laughs) Because... As well. You know, your life will not be
0: any worse (laughs) for not watching it, but it might just get a little bit better if you do. Because we're about to, you know, dive into our coverage of this episode, which has so many homage moments to all kinds of action movies, and I've seen almost none of the movies that are referenced in this episode, uh, which which we'll talk about as we go through this episode. So I think I already have a long list of that type of movie that I should watch before I get to the Fast and Furious franchise.
1: See, I was lucky enough that my mom's, like, favorite genre of movie was action movie. So I watched a lot of, like... I was exposed to a lot of these
0: when I was younger. Right. See, my parents are old, so it was just, (laughs) go in the other room. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into our coverage, uh, this week for Trivia, we're doing things a little bit different. We've got a previously recorded trivia segment and instead of explaining to you why we've done that i figure we should just kick it off so steven why don't you press the comically large red play button in front of you to kick off our our trivia adventure this week all right everyone without further ado i present
1: our interview with the one the only michael jordan
0: i'm sorry guys (laughs) All right, Steven, since this is such a special episode of the show and such a big momentous occasion for our podcast, we're going to do something special for trivia this week. What are we doing, buddy?
1: Well, I'm very excited. We have a very special guest who's going to host our trivia with us, and hopefully uh, maybe we won't seem as uneducated about the show community as we normally do. I doubt it. (laughs) But yeah, I want to go ahead and welcome the man, the myth, the legend, six-time NBA champion, <laughs> multi-time Grammy winner, MJ, to the show. Welcome. Hi, guys.
0: <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we've known him for months now, even though this is the first time we're actually meeting, and I'm sure our listeners feel the same way. Uh, we've been hearing his trivia for weeks. He does a way better job at it than we ever do, so <laughs> yeah. we're glad to have him here to do it in person for such a special episode.
2: Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really glad that you could do this.
2: Thank you, thank you. Uh, it's uh, I've always hated hearing the sound of my own voice, so this is very surreal for me. But, uh, you know, it's always th- nice to try new things, so...
0: Yeah. I totally feel the same way whenever I edit our episodes and have to listen to myself say the same things over and over again. It's it drives me insane. It's terrible. Yeah,
1: I hate hearing Zach yep. so much that I actually <laughs> do my own kind of muting when I listen to the show. I just listen to myself. It's great. <laughs>
0: okay. So, let's do this. Steven, how many questions do you have? I went a little bit above and beyond this time.
1: I did too. I have an entire four questions for the first time in like 3 <laughs> months. <am>. Okay, well,
0: <laughs> well, well I've got well I've got 8 oh shit <laughs> oh, how many no. of you got for us mj
2: i actually got 12 because i'm pretty sure that we're gonna be overlapping a lot this week so it's good <laughs> okay, diet, that i bought extra
0: okay so i like it we'll go how about mj you take the first one then i'll go and then we'll bring in stevens as well so go ahead and give us your first one
2: Oh, okay okay um so the first question according to brita what do raisins bring in a chocolate chip cookie like this is the very first uh, conversation oh, in,
0: in the episode. This is one of my trivia questions as well. I, I so she says <laughs> that uh, ra- that raisins do belong in chocolate chip cookies, and Jeff says they don't. Was there something more to your question? Was it why does she say they belong?
2: Yes, he she said something specific, like uh, she brings, like
0: trails oh. off kind of. I
1: don't know because I was just yeah. so like staunch that they do not that I like. I was immediately on board.
0: I hate raisins. I'm a very food-open person, but raisins are one of the few things that make me gag.
2: Oh, no. So I don't, I don't know <laughs> the
0: exact reason. What was the exact reason?
2: I actually agree with uh, Brita in this. It gives cookie the cookies depth. depth.
0: Wow. Yep. You know... I totally
1: agree. <laughs> just saying.
0: <laughs> I'm not a raisin man. <laughs> but, but to each their own. I feel like you should just eat regular grapes like a normal human being. But whatever you want to do, I don't judge. I'm, I'm sure going to uh, some regular grapes in a cookie, and it's going to be delicious.
2: Yeah, j- chocolate chip and raisin together, that doesn't sound good. But I'm okay with, like, raisins in general. And like an ra-
0: oatmeal raisin? Yes, yes. I love oatmeal raisin. Well, then I only I have can... seven questions. What were you going to say,
1: Steven? I said I can be, like, tricked into eating an oatmeal raisin cookie if I, like, really don't look and I eat it really fast and like Cookie Monster. But <laughs> otherwise, I try to avoid them. <laughs>
0: Just the shove entire cookie into the face and it all yeah. crumbles around. Yeah. Okay. So I only have seven questions. I'll go ahead and throw one of them at you guys. When Jeff first finds out about the prize, what does Troy call him? Oh.
2: Um, hmm. It's just you son of a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, what I remember.
0: After that, he does say you son of a bitch, Jeff Winger. But right after he finds out what the prize is, if no one has it, oh. I'll go ahead and say it. What is it? Oh, no. uh, he calls him Sugar Bear.
1: Oh yeah, Sugar D. Bear! D. Damn it! I knew that one. It's right. Uh, well, obviously,
0: you didn't. I didn't. Not in the context. All right, Steven. lay one on us, big boy.
1: Okay, here <laughs> we go. The first of my hefty four. I'm just gonna slam it down here. Um, I whip that four right out on the table. Yeah. Uh, who was the first group to form a pack, and how did they fall? Oh. Oh,
2: I know hmm. this. Uh, it's the debate okay, go for theme. it. To the debate yes yep. yes and they fell and they fell for uh infighting absolutely
0: right? that's... yeah that's a really funny okay. joke yeah of Being course the they one. would course. Cool. <laughs> mj okay. up to the
2: plate um my second question what was the central okay. event occurring at greendale before it devolved into chaos during the campus-wide game of painful Assassin?
1: What was okay, it was event? like a the spring fling.
0: Spring fling, Correct. yeah. With the Correct. there was a the the weekly campus-wide blast. event that some <laughs> somehow they couldn't afford for what the seventy-eight dollars sign that got destroyed a couple episodes ago. But they can have these huge <laughs> events with games and kissing booths and every week. Yeah, there were so many stands set up. That's outside. exactly why a, uh, yeah.
2: the dean can't afford it because because he's spending <laughs> all of their money yes, on that. You're an, so right. Exactly. Uh, and uh, okay. I okay. just want to say that uh I love the uh, what they what they call it the production team because uh when they always Absolutely. when they always uh held events like this they do they go out of their way to make the the set seem like it really was in the middle of a spring fling, you know. I like I Yeah, love they really that.
0: do a great job. Mhm.
2: I the the scene where yeah, uh, so many,
0: like, little details. The, uh
2: where Jeff found out the um the carnage, when he first found out mm-hmm. the carnage. I love that scene because uh, it was... You can just tell that something happened. There was a spring fling that happened there, and it just got wrecked by the paintball game. I, so props to the team for...
0: The production in this whole episode is great. The way So that, good. Yeah, not only do they have to destroy the set with paintballs that they've added in in the party that's been destroyed with paintballs, and they had to, like... I don't know, consciously decide how torn apart it was going to look. Yeah, they did a yeah. good job. Okay. Troy is not an ambassador. He's a... He is a warrior. No. Incorrect.
2: No, it's a gladiator. MJ. He's a gladiator. Yeah, he's a gladiator. <laughs> yeah, So close. Oh, well. I, I really should have watched watch really. this one. <laughs> and you watch it too before okay. this, right?
0: I watched right. it just before this. I watched it once last night as well. Yeah, I watched it last oh, night. Okay. Here we go. Here's mine. What does Shirley
1: claim she will do if she wins?
0: Uh, she's going to take just morning classes so she can spend more time with the boys. With the boys. Right. On point. ring ding ding Maybe she has more time to spend with them. They'll actually start aging and growing up and not being toddlers every time we see them. They're not toddlers, but they're always the same exact age whenever we see them. It's true all right mj what you got
2: okay uh third question how long was jeff asleep in his car before he discovered the aftermath of the paintball game
0: mm. Mm. Some, something like just short of an hour because an hour passes in between when we see him and when we see him asleep in his car so maybe an hour minus like the five ten minutes it took to get to his car and fall asleep wow yeah
2: you really got really got exact there one artist, is good. I had to
0: prepare. I, you never take it easy on us. I had to, like, pay I know. close to I to come ready.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, watching, like, all these, like, little details. I was just like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and this is
0: one of those episodes where there's stuff everywhere. I mean, every there's episode so is, much but especially stuff. this one. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Contemporary
0: American Poultry was the same way where there's just so much going on. Yeah. Um. So that would be me. What is the Glee Club's uninspired song choice?
2: Oh, With your best shot.
1: That shot. There we go. <laughs> that was
0: it. And it was very uninspired. It was a very sad, uh, wimpy arrangement. It truly was.
1: But it worked. <laughs> it did Yeah. it, it did. had
0: to do. <laughs> well, I wondered, it almost sounded like the female voice that was singing was Allison Breeze. I wonder if they just gathered like a few of the cast members who could sing and had right. them record this background noise. Yeah, I don't weird. know for sure that it was her, but it sounded like her.
2: Yeah, I, I heard... That there was definitely a female voice in there, but I'm pretty sure the people in the in the trees were all guys, right? Yeah.
1: yeah oh, yeah. I you're think right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right, Steven. Gosh, step up. Okay. No, um. All right, Steven. here we go. This is a a, a two parter, I suppose. Okay. Um, being that there are two answers necessary to get full points. Um, but what Since color when do we
0: take? Track of points. I've been keeping track this whole
1: time, Zach.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, and you're color, losing.
1: You wish. Uh, what color are Chang's
0: paintball guns? Oh man, I was thinking about asking some of these questions, but I didn't. Uh, well, first, in the end, he's got like the like the real heavy. It's like orange tiger stripe kind of. The, the, his mm-hmm. LT gray. Yes. Uh, does he have more traditional paintball guns at first? Um, no, he yes. has yes. after the tiger. Is it gold? Are they gold? Yes, those. Yeah, yes, they're gold. The, the, the double wheel. guns
2: that he pulled out. Hmm.
0: Hmm. So is that it? Did I that get full it? Points.
1: You did Hell get. Hell yeah! Points. Okay. Full marks, Zach. Okay. Full marks for you. Okay. <laughs> Top. <laughs> so is it me now? All right, MJ. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Okay. Uh... <laughs>
2: Okay, Shirley quoted which iconic opening verse of a chapter in the Book of Psalms during the encounter with the disco roller skaters.
0: I know exactly what it is. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Yep. I feel like it's a little bit of a Pulp Fiction reference as well. Isn't that one of the things that, that Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson says? Yeah. I
2: think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was also a uh, I think a reference to Saving Private Ryan. I think mm-hmm. I as-
0: haven't seen Saving Private Ryan. Um, Ooh, saving private Ryan is good. Yep. Like, if you want I'll to have, to have a good cry,
2: yeah. if you want to have a good yeah. <laughs> that. Uh-huh.
0: I am totally a crier. It does not take much for stuff to make me cry, especially yeah. movies. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, when we first see Chang's suicide bomber paint set up, what number does it read? Five. Yep. Yeah. Five, $5 dollar foot long. Stephen. Which, by the way,
1: what a nice like elaborate like yeah. thing that he to, to like walk into that
0: room with yeah he was just prepared with that because he yeah, came he to the <laughs> dean and was like i can i can make this thing in steven have you gone through them. all of your questions or do you have more i have una mas. okay should we save it or do you want to go ahead and do it um i'll i'll do it
1: because okay. someone's probably going to ask it and then i'll just i'll just not try have any okay with, yeah. okay um what
0: classes does chang enroll in at oh no, mm. this uh, is one he, of my questions He mentioned being interested in watercolors I don't think that was one of the classes though It was not no, one of the no. ones So it, since MJ knows, I'll let you answer
2: Uh, It was uh, It was critical media literacy and politics of gender bitch. Right, Absolutely. I knew
0: gender was one of them, good job mm-hmm. Alright, so then go ahead and throw one of your other questions at us
2: well, you already answered one of them. What form of art does the dean do in his spare time? Which would be? Oh, watercolor. Oh, okay, so there
0: we go. What does Shirley have to say? Oh, wait. What does Shirley have to say she has to justify? Oh, I wrote this question weird. What does Shirley have to say to justify her priority registration, and what does she have to do to keep up the charade? So when she gets oh. the prize in the Oh,
1: she has to say that she has gout and she has to walk around with a limp. Yes. Good job. <laughs>
0: yes. Exactly.
2: I I thought about asking that, but I'm pretty sure someone someone else will. So And we still have questions right.
0: that were written into us after this. I don't know how yeah, many of these are gonna be repeated or not.
2: So is it wait, Steven is finished, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. so it's just okay. you and me now.
2: Okay, uh Remember that scene where there were two uh, paint pellets that collided in midair and uh, took out Ben, uh, Chang and uh, Brita? What were the colors yeah. of those two pellets?
1: Were they green and red? Or green and pink?
2: Close. I think it was green and orange.
0: It was green orange. and orange. And yeah, white. I couldn't quite tell with the that red. I had nothing I there, so I'm glad you jumped in on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two more. Here's the first of my last two. Things feel different to Abed in the study room after the game. What does uh-huh. Pierce think the reason why is? <laughs> uh, is this the, one about the man thong.
2: Uh, the man thong. Yes. <laughs> His new man thong. He's sporting He's a man a thong little. and
0: it's starting to ride up. Yeah. <laughs> I've never worn a man thong. I don't believe that for a second.
1: <laughs> Listen, I,
0: I I just don't know that it's for me. Maybe I have, if I ever become a professional baseball player. I have thousands of pictures to prove otherwise.
1: <laughs> well, of course, Zach, but those are in regular thongs. But not I, man I thongs
0: edited or... the man thong onto you, so maybe <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Before this so gets much. any weirder.
2: <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh Let's see, what do I ha- I have here? Okay, uh, I-, I remember one of you mentioning this, so I made it into a question. Name at least two Dalmatian-related items visible in the Dean's office in this mm. episode.
0: He had a three-ring binder that was just, like, Dalmatian print. I noticed that one this time. And There's a ton of stuff.
1: Chang was, like, holding a little—was it a Dalmatian, like— doll or like figure yep. when he's talking to the dean about oh during yeah. the fight yep
0: mm-hmm. that's
2: a stuffed animal and uh there was a dalmatian mug as well and there was a dalmatian picture frame that's what i can uh spot so good job
1: <laughs> nice i know there was some good stuff job, when guys. like jeff was like shooting the office yeah that's one of my there favorite was...
0: running jokes that they just go farther with every <laughs> every time
2: yep yep Okay, so all right, so I have one
0: more. I have one more, and then I'll let you take the lead with whatever you have left. This is an easy one. You guys are gonna know this. Where will Abed meet Troy, and how long from now will they meet?
2: Oh no, that's my last question. (laughs) Okay, uh, (laughs) I I knew it. Okay, so it's the flagpole, right? In ten minutes. mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I'll never not laugh at. You know, Jeff getting pissed and, like, taking the phone and leaving an angry message and then, like, second-guessing his message. And, did I sound like a uh, jerk? <laughs> hey, Abed. Uh, Troy will meet you in ten minutes. Bye. I wonder how Are many did they,
2: they, they take for that particular uh, scene. Yeah, I think I it's feel...
0: really funny.
2: Yep. Especially with Troy. It's relatable,
0: too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many do you have left? Do you still have a couple for us?
2: Uh... Okay, I can give you one more. Uh, okay. Why can't Dean Pelton award priority registration to the winner of the paintball match? Uh,
0: oh, there's is, like a, an act or a law. Like a discrimination. Yeah. There,
1: or like a student equality act or something exactly. like
2: that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. But Ooh. this
0: this is the same Dean that um, just messaged <laughs> the black people that a concert was changing times. So, And it's the same know.
2: Dean that uh, ranked Uh, the student body based on how attractive they are. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, so why don't we segue into what the people have prepared for us.
1: All right. I got a couple emails uh, this week to read with some trivia questions. And at least on first glance, I think we actually did not take all the questions, which is good. Um, Our first one is from our community daddy himself. (laughs) <laughs> uh it says, Community Daddy here. Not so much trivia, but I look forward to a reaction um, to the episodes. Um, but here's the Modern Warfare trivia. Um, it bless. says, Can you name four movies, excluding sequels, referenced by word, scene, or deed... By the episode. So the first one... we've kind of
0: discussed a couple because uh, Shirley's Bible verse could be Pulp Fiction, could be Saving Private Ryan. Mm -hmm. The other one that comes immediately to mind... Is that um, Come With Me If You Don't Want to Get Pain on Your Clothes? I wasn't exactly sure what movie that was from, but that came to mind. The whole opening scene is very Terminator, Mm -hmm. like where Abed comes in and saves them and... I feel that like Jeff Terminator being all life. dirty and a wife beater has some diehard elements. Oh, to it. very diehard when he comes in at the end for sure. What do you think, MJ? Are there are there any that we're missing that you uh, have I'm in your sure,
2: database? Uh, the, I'm pretty sure uh, the the moment where uh, Jeff uh, killed quote unquote the dean is lifted from Die Hard. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, okay. The mm. the of uh, the, uh, the filming techniques. Are obviously from the Matrix. Uh, mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. there was a scene where uh, Abed did this little run, uh, where he bounced run. up against a wall. That I think that mm. was in the Matrix too. And uh, yeah, what, what were else?
0: Abed's like goggles from? What would Abed's the way Abed dressed? Was that from something in particular? It was like very Matrixy, was but that also Matrix? a little bit. It made me think Mad Max, but I think that's more Matrix. Actually oh, think... the scene when they're like around the fire talking about like how things used to be and how they're talking like that—that that mm-hmm. felt very post-apocalyptic, Mad Max-like, discussing the before yeah. times.
1: There was also a pretty hard Scarface reference with Chang. Mm-hmm. There, he was wearing mm-hmm. even there, oh yeah, there, the for same sure, suit yeah.
2: And
0: anything uh, else we want to touch on?
2: Yeah, uh, I think the Predator is heavily referenced here. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> Predator too.
2: Like uh. There was one scene in, in particular that I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, the You Son of a Bitch line was from Predator, I think.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You, you son, son of a Bitch. bitch. Jeff Winner. The way Donald yes. delivered that was really that funny. That was so good. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. All right, um, what else? Um,
1: And that was our only question from communities. Um Thanks. Oh, there Thanks, were Papa. answers. He actually gave some some answers. So... The ones that he had here were twenty eight days later. Die Hard. Okay, twenty eight days Warriors. later.
0: Totally, that opening thing with yeah. Jeff falling asleep and like waking up, waking up when everything had started. Okay. Um, also, uh,
1: the Warriors, which I have not seen. Warriors, I've played the game, but I've not seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something about Mary, which I don't know what the there's something about Mary reference was. Cameron, no the Cameron Diaz that... movie. Yeah. Um, no something in Britta's that. hair is something about Mary. Huh. That's really specific.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks, yeah, Daddy. So
1: the, yeah, the opening shot was um, 28 Days Later. Die Hard is Barefoot Jeff and the taped gun to the back. Definitely. And then Come Out and Play is from the Warriors. Oh, okay. Thanks, Papa. Nice. Thanks for birthing Thank you. us. Yeah, I always appreciate it. <laughs> um, all right. And the next one is from... Danny, she says, Hola, I am so excited. I absolutely love this episode. I also want to thank you guys because I've loved Community since it first aired, and I love it more every time I rewatched it, but your podcast has made me pay closer attention to every detail of this super genius show, and it's great hearing your perspective. Plus, y'all make me laugh so much. Funniest scene to me was Chang in the study room with Jeff and Britta. Everything about it is hilarious and incredibly well done. Here are my questions. All right, the first one. What color was Leonard's gun? Was it green? Yeah, Green yeah. was what came was to my green. mind first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Everyone's playing. <laughs> um, the next one, I do know this one. How many times does Annie get shot? Oh, I don't I know. She, I think she takes three right to, the, right to Annie's boobs there. It's like bang, <laughs> right bang, <on>. bang.
2: Yep. <laughs> I, I agree.
1: <laughs> I did see that part. Um, of course then, we all do. What does Pierce yell when he gets shot? I think he's medic. like, oh, medic. <laughs> medic. Medic, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Which seems very saving I better, also really Ryan. liked when he shoot starburns. He's like, come on, it's just starburns. Starburns, <laughs> boom. <laughs> um, okay, this
1: is a tough one. What okay. region is the DVD player that the Dean has as a oh. prize replacement? And fun fact, in Mexico, all DVDs are region four.
2: Huh? I don't... What's region? Is it region
0: two? Region is like, okay, so in the US, DVD players are region one. And Mm -hmm. DVDs are like, the DVDs sold in different countries are region specific and can only be played on DVD players of that region. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't really know which one they said the one. I'm going to guess two. It's like two or three or four it would be because the joke is that it's 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 one that you can't even use in the US because it's Mm -hmm. not the right region. But I'm not sure. Now, oh. I
1: remember, though, on my... It was either my Xbox or my old PlayStation. It you was could a region-free. Well, you could play, like, four times something from a different region. Like, it would, like, sk-
0: let you play it a certain amount of times, and then it was, like... That's no a more. weird stipulation, but I know was they made It really weird. Uh, I always wanted to get a region-free DVD player because the seasons of Malcolm in the Middle are only on DVD in other regions, so I wanted to buy those. Why? A lot of That's times it has to do with, like, music licensing and... Streaming deals for music is different than home media deals for music. So a lot Mm -hmm. of these shows, like Scrubs and that '70s show, if you watch the DVDs, it's like generic region-free music instead of like the songs from the '70s. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, that being said, yeah, we don't know what the
1: answer is. (laughs) But (laughs) Um, and then she finishes it up with a real toughie. How many times does Troy re-record his voicemail to Abed?
0: Oh, I know it's at least three or four. I think think we see three. Mm -hmm. You see? You think four? Okay, I trust you. I think
2: it's three because uh, he does it the first (laughs) time. Maybe I don't trust you. (laughs) He does it the first time, then he did the does it really high like Mickey Mouse voice. Yes, the masculine Mm, version and the Mickey Mouse version. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's three.
0: I think we and, see three, but there might have been as annoyed as Jeff was. There were probably several more before we dropped into the scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also love that Jeff like has on, like a coat, like he's ready
1: to go out in the cold. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a chilly day, um, but yeah, she says big hugs, Danny. So thank you, Danny, for writing in, thank and that's you. all the trivia I
0: have. Well, thanks Danny. Thanks Daddy for riding into us with some <laughs> trivia. Always happy to have you guys contribute. And MJ, while we still got you, uh later in the episode me and Steve will discuss our favorite funny moments and MVP player of the episode. What about for you though? Do you have a a go-to funniest moment from the episode or or an MVP that just stands above the rest in this one?
2: Hmm. Okay. Uh first off, I would like to say uh as much as it's undeniable that this uh particular episode is very important and iconic in the general uh, community and uh it definitely influenced uh the show moving forward i actually absolutely
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. uh
2: i actually i don't think this is even in my top 5 for season 1 actually uh if i'm hmm. being honest you know it's
0: i don't okay no where it would lay for me really that's 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 true i think i do like like contemporary american poultry and mm-hmm. comparative religion and maybe even like beginner pottery and physical education yeah, a little bit better i like than all this four one. of those more than this episode but probably, but so. it's but it's undeniable that the community that i love is really the season 2 and 3 community and without this episode uh those seasons might not have been what they were and so like off the wall and experimental yeah So you got to give it credit, but I don't know why, what it is about it. I don't know.
2: I think it's mostly because uh, uh, going back to contemporary American Poultry, that episode uh, was also high concept, but it at at least had some uh, character depth, especially with uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: uh, Abed and Jeffrey. Uh, But in this episode, we don't really get that much of that. We only had the we only had uh you know the release of the sexual tension between uh Jeff and Brita but it's not very uh, character heavy which is probably yeah, why i you're right
0: if they had just added a little bit of like emotional through line they could have even done it with like Shirley's thing with their kids mm-hmm. i don't know it, if they had just put a little bit more emotional through line it, it would be more effective like some of those episodes we just mentioned yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm. so but all even with that being said i think this was you know a solid 6 out of uh the episodes we've discussed so far so mm-hmm. I, I i definitely like beginner pottery more than this actually i agree with that uh so uh for uh, a favorite moment uh there was there was a lot actually uh mm-hmm. but i have to give it to the um i guess the de- the the scene with the dean in the office, the one where uh, Jeff went in all uh John McClane on him. I love that scene.
0: That was yeah. a very good scene. And, uh, <laughs> Joel the, did the, that w- scene very well.
2: Yes, and uh, when he uh he took the gun on his back and sh- and shot him in the head. That was perfect. That was perfect timing. I, I loved it. And for an MVP, hmm, that's tough because uh. Pretty much everyone here was awesome in in, in their own ways. I, I would have to give we'll it to Chang. We'll get into
0: ours at the end of the episode. You think it was what? Sorry. Chang. Chang. Chang, okay. Chang. Good See, we'll I get just... into ours later. I think there's a pretty clear MVP for me, and I don't I don't think I would go with Chang, but this is definitely one of the better Chang episodes we've had in a while. They haven't really mm-hmm. used him that much this season.
2: I I chose Chang because... Uh, he went really hard into the paintball game like uh yeah. <laughs> he did say he did say that he he's the one of the bastards who brought equipment right and he he wasn't mm-hmm. kidding <laughs> and no. so i li- i like that he took the 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 conceit of the episode very seriously and he and you know the the whole uh bomb thing was one of the most iconic scenes in Community, in my opinion, at least. So I have yeah, to give props sure. to Chang re- for that.
0: I remember back in the day watching Community for the first time. It used to just be on Hulu, and I remember the little like commercial intertitle that they'd always play was the shot of Jeff diving mm-hmm. out of the study room as the green paint the green paint explodes. So yeah. I've seen that one shot like a million times. So many so times. It's <laughs> <really> nostalgic. <laughs> Yep. All right, well, we're going to have to wrap things up here, but it, it's really great to actually do this with you in person, MJ. Thanks for yeah. coming on Thank and talking so about such a classic episode. Yeah, thanks uh, so thanks much. For... this is something we can do again in the future for some of the other classic episodes.
1: Oh Yeah, thanks for always writing in and giving such good insights and really showing how little we know about the show. I. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really entertaining.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I definitely uh, want to do this again, hopefully, if you guys don't mind. I would uh not yeah, especially with so season cool. two. Especially with season two yeah. Yeah. season two
0: is oh, there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on there. <laughs> it's just quintessential community pretty much yep. front to back.
2: Mm-hmm. I just want to say uh thanks again for having me here and uh thanks to all the listeners for uh uh interacting with you guys and forming this little community that celebrates community. That's so I have fun. to ask
0: MJ, did you find us through communities?
2: Actually, no. I was just uh, binging on a lot of community podcasts. Uh, and uh, I was trying to find podcasts that go go uh, episode, episode by, by episode, episode because that's how I like mm-hmm. to listen to TV podcasts. And you're one of the few who does that. Uh, actually, there are a couple of uh, podcasts there that does ton that ton now. now. Yep, but
0: I. Well, that was kind of when I I wanted to. Well, thank you for doing that. At least someone did. Uh, (laughs) I. I think I. I wanted to start this. I didn't know there were so many community podcasts when we started. We knew about six seasons in a podcast, and that was about it. But I was listening to the Darkest Timeline with Ken and Joel, and they always talk about how people want them to do an episode-by-episode community podcast, and they weren't Mm -hmm. really willing to do that. They didn't remember all this stuff as well as some of the other cast members did. My thought was like, well, I could totally do that. I could totally Mm -hmm. do an Mm -hmm. episode-by-episode podcast. And apparently we're one of, like, 20 people who had the same idea. (laughs) But thanks for coming on. We'll definitely have you again soon. Uh, Thanks to everyone listening. And everyone, give MJ some Twitter love. What's your Twitter if you want to plug it so people can follow you?
2: Okay, you can find me at uh, MJ Dolorico at Twitter, Instagram, and uh, you can find me also on uh. Nah, we'll just go there. Uh, I actually also have a uh. Nah, nah. Okay, I have. <laughs> we will we'll stop there. There are, there are parts of my social media that. You're not the right BPC. You yet, want to so. keep to
0: yourself. No, I totally <laughs> relate. Yeah. <Yep. laughs> so, yeah, go find him on Twitter and Instagram. It's just the tip of the MJ iceberg. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much, guys, the man, for the myth, the legend. Me. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. All right, that was great. It's only been three seconds since we pressed the play button, but it feels like we really went on a journey together. Uh, thank you so much, MJ, for... Uh, jumping on board our show so many weeks ago and for giving us the pleasure to bring you on and to talk to you and to bring your trivia prowess to the next level. It was a great time.
1: Yeah it was really great. Uh, Thanks for you know making it work and coming on the show and and uh,
0: we appreciate look forward to doing it again. Yes your bill will be arriving in the mail in a matter of days. (laughs) So to segue right back into more Modern Warfare discussion, Steven, what was your favorite funny moment this
1: week? Okay, so this was kind of tough for me because I have a favorite moment and then probably my favorite funny moment. Well, give me your favorite funny moment and tell me your favorite moment when we get to it. Okay, my favorite funny moment was probably (sighs) either when the Dean said to Britta to like chill when she was like, or last woman standing, he's like, enough, Britta. Or whatever Britta, he said come there. On. Come yeah, on, Britta, Britta, come on. Come that on. one made me laugh. And then also when Troy first sees Jeff and the whole Jeff Winger, you son of a bitch I think was also pretty funny.
0: On the commentary, Dan said that he told Donald when they filmed that scene that he was just supposed to be every black guy in I think John Carpenter movies is what he mentioned. Mm-hmm. The, but then he totally nailed it with That the, was great. You
1: son of a bitch. Jeff um,
0: I think for me the funniest moment was after the big intense showdown towards the end of the episode that ends in the the downfall of, of a couple of study group members when Shirley's mm-hmm. laying down on the ground <laughs> and she and Britta have that, I'm going home, Britta. Yeah, Shirley, yes you are. I know. It's like, no, really, I'm going home. Can you help me up? <laughs> that was, that really was a funny. very funny moment. Um, and this is kind of an episode that – to segue into opinions, I guess a little bit isn't exactly laugh out loud hilarious, mm-hmm. as it is truly exciting, and a lot of the laughs come from little bits that you recognize from things that you've seen, and there are certainly some funny lines. But yeah, let's just let's just get into it. So let's, this let's is two such two. a classic episode that it, it's one of the most famous episodes of all of Community. Yeah, uh, what did you think of it? I love this episode. Yeah. I'm a
1: really big fan. It took me back to like watching it on TV for the first time, because like you know, it's just it's such a good episode. And it's one that I've seen several times before, and I think I mean I could watch it ten mm-hmm. times and still
0: like it just as much. It's hard to go back to when I saw it for the first time because when I've seen it for the first time, and all I have seen is what came before it. This mm-hmm. episode, even with some of the homage episodes of recent, uh, this one was just whoa. Like a shot of espresso that was like, what the heck? What is this show? And now, as a fan of the show and knowing that this is a well that they go back to many times, it doesn't quite have the same jaw-dropping effect, but it truly did the first time. It was Mm -hmm. so out of left field, but yet worked so well for the show that they had been building. Yeah. I just, I think because of that, I think the episodes, the paintball episodes are a little bit overrated. I'll say it they're a little bit overrated. I feel like there are other homage episodes that are better pulled off that are funnier and are more in the the vein of the the emotions of the show and these characters or however you want to say it. Um yeah. I it's a great episode. It's definitely an A episode, but mm-hmm. I don't think I'd put it at the top of the A episodes. It's not S tier, it's A tier for me. Yeah, I
1: agree with that. I think it's definitely A not S. Especially the season 1 one for me is is A not S. And I agree, they're not it's not really that funny of an episode,
0: but it's a really good episode. A lot of healthy chuckles and a lot of but but not a lot of laugh out loud. I think probably a big part of it is that there's not a whole lot of room for improv in this episode. No. Because it's so thoroughly plotted out and executed a certain way, which they nail. But a lot of times the funniest – moments are those lines that some of these people come up with on the spot you know yeah and I'm sure there had to have been a little bit of it in this episode because it's in every episode but Mm -hmm. this one is almost one that I'm sure they had to like do a lot of storyboarding and really yeah understand how each uh little bit of it was gonna go and how it was gonna look uh this being said I don't want to start it off on a negative because I do love this episode uh I just don't think I contemporary American poultry love it if I'm being honest that's fair. I think
1: that these those two episodes are good examples of how much range community has to kind of mm-hmm. convey things, right? Like mm-hmm. this, um, a lot of it, you know, is the tension between Jeff and Britta. That's kind of the, like, mm-hmm. crux of what's going on, you know, in behind the scenes. In Poultry, mm-hmm. it's more about, you know, Abed and Jeff both kind of coming to some realizations about themselves and their role in the group and how much they need you know other people and both of those are you know things that are tackled and resolved but it's so different sides of the spectrum right how it's kind of dealt with and i think that that kind of just shows how good community is is it can do an episode that's completely ridiculous and hilarious and it can do but like has a serious tone underneath and it can do an episode that's completely ridiculous but like exciting and action-packed and still come to some sort of you know actual character you know moment regardless of how i feel about you know the stuff on the show in that vein they they do a good job in this episode of making it something you kind of care about
0: yeah to to compare the two a little bit further it's it's like they, like you said, they're both ridiculous, kind of zany scenarios, but the show takes paintball dead seriously. Yeah. Where, <laughs> when, when it was contemporary American poultry, sure, the people in the show took it, like, dead seriously, but there was a little bit more wiggle room for funny. It's like, it's for this episode tenders. to work, it had to be <laughs> a shot-for-shot action film, and, yeah. and it is. Okay, let's dig into it. Let's, let's dig jump into in. It. Uh, I love how all these episodes that are so ridiculous in the first season... Um, start with something that feels pretty normal for the show. I think mm-hmm. that's something they kind of dropped after a while. A lot of times yeah. they just drop you right into like, okay, this is what we're doing this week and you better yeah. get on board. <laughs> we, we start with this post-ironic disco scoot. Disc, I can't say it at all. Why did I pick it for my thing? This Listen, post-ironic you, you, disco stew guy haunting the hallways as – Uh, as Jeff and Britta are walking to study group having a little bit of their typical banter. That's when they're talking about raisins and chocolate chip cookies and they make fun at the expense of the disco guy a little bit. It's just from the very beginning of this episode we're making it clear that we're finally going to do something with this Jeff and Britta stuff that's going on. Well, and I'm kind of glad because they spent so much
1: time, like, Making it a thing, and then and really then they kind of dropped, dropped it. it, completely dropped it for the whole bulk of the season, which I'm fine with because I don't like it. But I'm glad they're at least going to be like, okay, we'll address this now. I almost wish,
0: I don't know the the dropping it period is weird. Uh, we you know we don't care that much about about the the romances on mm-hmm. this show, but it does feel weird to have dropped it and then return to it. Uh, yeah, just the same as like. I don't think we mentioned it, but I believe it was in The Art of Discourse or might have even been American it was in It was in Discourse where Shirley talks about Vaughn and Annie. That's exactly what I'm talking about. They yeah. All of a sudden, they bring up that Vaughn and Annie are still together, and we haven't seen Vaughn in like six episodes or even mm-hmm. heard about him. It yeah. feels a little bit similar, uh, but this is, I don't know, it's good to finally see them do something with what they've been setting up all season from, from literally moment one of the first episode. Yeah. They're all talking about I don't know just kind of random things. Shirley's talking about her relationship with her kids and like a cute mom thing that she did, and they're all having a friendly conversation until Jeff and Britta kind of walk in and suck the fun out of whatever was happening in the study group because now all the attention's on them, kind of like playfully ripping at each other it's another thing in this episode is that like the study group is over it, they're, yeah like they're they they pick up what's going down. And they're ready for it to be over with. They groan at everything Jeff and Britta say, and I think Jeff and Britta think they're the best. They think they're the coolest. So it surprises them to be to be cornered this way.
1: Now you said this came out May sixth. That's around Mother's Day, right? Isn't Mother's Day in May first? Is double... it? I think so because it's after Easter, right? That makes sense. Shrug. So that so that, so this is the Mother's Day episode, right, of the show. I have sure. a question for you, Zach, because Shirley talks about you know her kids going to make her breakfast in bed. That's really her making breakfast, and they bring it to her. Okay, what,
0: what sorts of things did you do for your mom on Mother's Day? When Why you do were I feel like this is like being antagonistically directed towards me? No, uh, I'm
1: asking just genuinely. Like, what sorts of sweet little things did you do for for your mom?
0: Honestly, probably not as much as I should have. But it might have been different if I was in a family like where there were several kids. And true. and family group outings. I was very much an independent child, but I do remember, and I'll share this. Uh, White Castle would have like, at, in in Anderson would have this like fancy White Castle Mother's Day event where you have that to make like beautiful. a reservation for it, and they lay like a tablecloth and some like decorations on your White Castle table and you you share some castles with your with your loved family member that sounds amazing i would do that in a heartbeat i think you and i should do it we should do yeah. it yeah You used say to do it for mommy. valentine's day too I've, I've spent a valentine's day at Y castle before that would be the perfect Valentine's day <laughs> that really would be great what about you then because i feel like you've definitely got a story
1: I, okay, so when I was younger, I was really big. I would like to write an original song for my mom every Mother's Day that was much akin to the song that Buddy the Elf sings in Elf when he's like, you're my okay. dad and I love you. and I'm, Yeah, it was like that okay. for, for some years. But I am the oldest of three siblings, and so it was also my job to orchestrate the Mother's Day things, which meant waking <laughs> them up and then me making breakfast and letting them help and then bringing it to my mom. So it all
0: kind of rested on your shoulders. It did. And you had to make it look like everybody was doing something. Sure
1: did. And I had to make them feel like they were doing something, too. I'm sure they did. They did. Now, luckily, when I got a little bit older, my brother and sister were really gung-ho about doing stuff. And so they would, you know, take care more of the load. But pretty much, you know, it was make her something in the morning that she would eat half of and then politely wait for us to leave the room so she could get rid of it
0: and then <laughs> you know yeah talking about mother's day i'm suddenly so much more concerned about daddy's day because oh, we did we not shout out our community daddy we did wow. not give daddy our Whoa. love we and we're in trouble now and, and, and community papa if you feel the need to take the belt to me and steven for for this uh misdeed i understand <laughs> Um, and for those of you who this means nothing, uh, please follow <laughs> communities on Twitter. They're awesome, and they have helped us out tremendously over this, like, six months now that we've been doing this show. Maybe yeah, more. Make sure you
1: uh, subscribe to our Patreon to see me go pick a switch
0: for uh, our Community Papa to subsequently discipline us with. We need to stop making Patreon jokes because one day we're gonna have enough listeners to start one, and they're not gonna think we're being serious. We're gonna be I'm, like, "Yes, we will actually do this." We're gonna actually for have your one money. They're gonna
1: be like, "Okay." <laughs> well, I've, I'm serious about everything I've said so far.
0: <laughs> okay, you know, we'll someone go back and compile a list of all, things <laughs> all the things Stephen has promised to I've do made. for money, <laughs> and we'll make it happen for you if I'm you're your willing friend. to pay that dollar a month. <laughs> Yeah, they're all talking about how, uh, well, Annie starts to say that the Jeff Britta thing was cute at first, but it's gotten kind of annoying, and she kind of passes the talking stick to Abed, who, of course, has, like, a finger on the pulse of what's been going on, and how, you know, Jeff and Britta aren't exactly Ross and Rachel, or Sam and Diane, which Shirley hates. Uh, they have the sexual attention, but it's just a lot more antagonistic than it is, like, Oh man, these two people need to get together, and they just yeah. don't see it. It's like uh, out of their own egos, you know why 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 they're interested in each other.
1: It's true, and I I think maybe that's why I probably am interested in Jeff and Britta together, almost the least of any of the the ships, the the OTPs, if you will, <laughs> if, if you must, show. because like I I just don't. I mean, on paper, they're the two characters that should. Be together, you know, because they're the two most prominent members of the group so far. And... But they tend to bring out the worst in each other. Rather, yeah, than, they're
0: not yeah. actually good together in that sense. They well, I, are I mean, if you if you think about how often we harped on Jeff's character in the first like quarter of the of the season, it was yeah. mostly in the fraction of the season where he was most pining over Britta. Absolutely. As soon as he kind of dropped that, I was like, oh, I do like Jeff. <laughs> Now that is out of the way, he's all mine. Exactly. The, the dean interrupts the study room rock. walking into it, and yeah, this is such a... Uh, a, a Dean thing that'll... Like, so many phenomenal episodes of Community start with the Dean walking into the study room and doing something zany. And it's starting to feel like that. We're starting to get to that point of the show. Which, for me, is
1: like... When I think of my favorite times in Community, I feel like almost every episode starts with him coming in the room in some outrageous costume and making a pun. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. I just I just can't wait until
0: the Dean costume... It's gets a crazy really costume. Yeah, yeah, I think... I don't know. Just a couple months from now, this podcast is going to look totally different because we're going to be discussing totally different things about an almost totally different show. Well, know? we're
1: going to be talking exclusively about the Dean at some point, so that's right. you know, it's really unfortunate the rest of the characters are not going to get their shot. Dean a
0: point, a pod Dean. Hey, there we go. It will we'll put Zach some, like Dean Vin. Dean Vin, I like it. Uh, he's reminding everyone about the spring fling that is outside, and he's he's. <laughs> uh, you always got to have that shot of him parroting onto Jeff's shoulder with his hand and Jeff just looking at it and accepting <laughs> what's happening. Um he he's talking about the the festival that they're gonna have, you know, everyone's like, why is the dean here? Why is he telling <laughs> just us about this? You know? He makes Pierce really uncomfortable. And he brings up that there's going to be a game of paintball assassin, which is is what we all bought our ticket for. That's what we're all here for, the big paintball game. Uh with the prize for the last man standing. Or Last Man in Wheelchair with pain with No Paint. Or or Britta has to make it about uh, equality. So she brings up Or Last Woman. Give and there's it a rest, your moment. A minute and 30 seconds. There's your funniest moment. Give it a rest. Ugh. Oh, that made me laugh. The prize was going to be a Blu ray DVD player, which was stolen. So now it's TBD. Prompting a couple of funny TBD jokes for Troy's mm-hmm. like, I want that. What's that? And Pierce is like, I think I had it in the 70s. <laughs>
1: Now, in terms of uh, paintball, have you ever gone paintballing, Zach? I certainly have not. Okay, I did for the very first time. I think in February or March. It was right before quarantine. Right. Um, and it How was, was it? really, really, really fun. But I'm I will sure tell you some things I can dispel about this episode. Nobody's taken a point blank paintball to the skin and not reacting.
0: Well, you um, know that the actors hurts. in this show literally did—they're actually shooting each other with paintballs. Most of these, most are of you these serious? Shots. Absolutely. That
1: shit hurts so bad. I like had a welt on my hand for like three months
0: from now getting shot in the Now I'm sure they were able to have more things at their expense, like the, like exactly how hard Stop the guns, guns, guns are propelling yeah. them, exactly how hard the paintballs are. They might be ones that were because I'm thinking to specifically burst. of. When they scene. shoot the Dean's ball, yeah, head. and I'm like, there's no way that that wouldn't bruise, I'm sure they had some filmmaking tricks to do that, but I know well, we'll get to it as we yeah. get into the episode. We're still in this little beginning part. Jeff isn't worried about the paintball game at all, he's so worried about uh oh, there's nothing between me and Britta, it's a little this is already annoying, you know it's it, yeah. it's already you're not yeah, I know, I don't like her it's exactly Gross. what it is because you know that like. He's like, ha-ha, unless, yeah. but he's, he, I don't know, he's, he's acting like a little kid, and, and Pierce says it right when he says... There's no Britta and Jeff, he said, fully erect. <laughs> Man, Pierce has been coming through strong with the one-liners these last few episodes especially, very strong. Yeah, Pierce has been having a good showing lately, mm-hmm. and he's not in a ton of this episode, but he has a strong showing in this yeah. episode uh jeff says you know what i'm gonna leave study group and go take a nap in my car you guys can all argue about my relationship status i'm gonna go sleep in the lexus (laughs) and did his housing situation ever really do we know i was wondering i don't think
1: we know for sure that he's not still
0: living in his car he's pretty comfortable sleeping there clearly because there that was way early in the season but it was (laughs) he stayed with abed and then he left abed's did he get his apartment back in that episode? I don't think I think, think he, he did. Like was looking online for apartments. Yeah, I think he was he looking at listings. One. Yeah, so, so he threw them off the trail, and he's really been living in his car this whole time. Insane. need to release a, it's not game theory. What's the thing? It's like the, the show theories? I don't know. Fan theory? Maybe. <laughs> There's like a YouTube channel. He backs out of the study room and stands outside staring at them for a couple of seconds, and everyone's like, what are you waiting for? And it's because he saw the (laughs) Disco Stew guy rollerblading or whatever and wanted him to run into the screen door. You know, Jeff really
1: has taken a lot of aggression on Disco Stew, unwarranted, I think. Yeah, I love The Simpsons. Take it easy on him. Yeah. Also, let's talk about the best
0: part of this episode, Zach. We I get don't know that full... I'd say it's the best part of the entire classic episode, but yes, Did we get our, one our of theme the only, This is probably like number three, number four, ish yeah. of the entire season where we. Got it's our first in song. a long ass time. That's for sure. And this theme song sequence is so integral to like the vibe of the show, and it's the first season that's so integral in establishing the vibe of the show, and we've barely gotten the the theme song sequence at all. So it was really great to see that cootie catcher, to mm-hmm. see all the little doodles with everyone's names again, and to get to tap my toe to the entire song for a second. It was a good feeling. Yeah, it was. When we see it 20 weeks from now, it'll, it'll be another good one. I <laughs> feel like it's got to start showing up more often at some point. I think so. Because I remember it so clearly. Mm-hmm. And I definitely remember in later seasons when it got sadder because there was more of a gap between each person's name card as more people left the series. So after the theme song, it's an hour later. And this is kind of... I think this is one of the first specific references to something. It's definitely pointing at 28 Days Later. Um, Even though this episode is mostly action movie based there is certainly a bit of zombie movie stuff in Mm -hmm. here especially when they're outside and like everything's all trashed and it's like yeah looking for the other groups of scavengers or whatever and it has that kind of like cool color filter over everything it looks a little bit blue Mm -hmm. and just in this hour that jeff's been asleep everything's changed and it's totally like what alex brought up with american poultry where it's like the school we don't—it's it, something that would have taken days or weeks or months, and and within hours or minutes in this, in yeah. this situation, <laughs> really, everyone's gotten so on board with this paintball game. And I have to think: did the school that can't afford anything? Did they provide all of the equipment? Did they, they provide all of the ammo, right? or did everyone spend, have like twenty minutes to go raid the nearest store of paintball stuff? <laughs> But you know, I'd like to see think of, uh, think of it that the,
1: the underground story. I want to see this whole episode from Dean Pelton's
0: perspective. I want to see this whole series from Dean Pelton's perspective. <laughs> be a lot Why, of Dalmatians. How come, you know, I think we're really missing out on an opportunity for a great spin-off. Young Sheldine. All
1: what right. do you think?
0: Um, and guys, thank you for watching You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. <laughs> Nobody's
1: watching it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, for our video viewers... That
0: wink was for you. Uh. (laughs) Put your shirt back on. (laughs) So Jeff wakes up in his car and sees how things have descended into madness in just this quick nap. I don't think I could ever fall asleep in my car just sitting like that, let alone while a zombie apocalypse is happening outside. Yeah, his car's been shot. (laughs) Which is not great because... (laughs) I'm sure it, it will wash
1: off, but you know, do you think Jeff has car wash money? <laughs> he's sleeping in his car that's illegally parked. He's
0: <laughs> I do feel like he's the type of person that like, even if he doesn't have a house, he doesn't have money for groceries, he's got his fancy car and he's going to keep it clean. Of course. I wouldn't be surprised if he would spend money on washing his car before spending money on him, his well-being, for sure. That tracks the set department, and we talked about it with MJ a little bit, just absolutely nails everything in this episode. Yeah. the way he walks out and this uh, the the outside quad area where the spring fling was has just descended into this this like a post apocalyptic wasteland, and they've done a really great job at it. Well, because it tells so much of a story. Like you
1: know that like this is where a bunch of people were, and it got right. you know nuts, and a bunch of people got taken out. The thing right. for me that is most impressive in this episode, and I'm sure maybe it wasn't necessarily difficult to do, but it probably took a lot of time, is all the paint splatter everywhere. I mean, somebody mm-hmm. had to do that with each of these, you know, spots, And they are everywhere. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like there's, like, a, a little
0: bit of paint. Like, it's all over the place, and that's awesome. They were talking about on the commentary, like, someone asked them on Twitter how long it took them to clean up the set. And they said that, like, even weeks, months later, like, when they were coming back to shoot season two, they would still find points in the set that still had paint. On that's crazy i believe it so the hallways are completely trashed jeff's walking in and it looks like a ghost town you know you, you don't see anybody uh the first person that we see in this episode <laughs> now that we're in the paypal game is garrett who looks like he's just had a really hard time you know, he was <laughs> hiding underneath the banner they said in the commentary that eric what's his name eric charles nielsen is that mm-hmm. right that sounds right that he was so scared to get shot. He gets shot in this scene here in a moment when Leonard comes around. And I guess when they started filming, they made all of the actors like just get shot with one once mm-hmm. so they could brace themselves, so they could yeah. know how intense it was. And he was really scared, and it like really <laughs> hurt, and he kept saying that he didn't think he could do it. Oh, and no. this whole little thing between him and Jeff... You can kind of tell that he's, yeah, anticipating it. He he looks very nervous. But Garrett is the guy who is explaining that you know
2: the the paintball game was 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 starting, and the the then the dean the dean announced
0: the, the prize the prize. We we turned on each other like like animals.
2: What was the prize?
0: It was this is not over. This is still happening! Right now! <laughs> it's really funny, just immediately totally committing to the bit. And then he gets shot by Leonard, who who is now here around the corner, and he's chasing after Jeff <laughs> to shoot him. <laughs> Jeff says he's not playing, but everyone's playing. Everyone's playing. playing. As Jeff runs around the corner uh, away from Leonard, Abed comes from the other corner and instinctively is going to shoot Jeff because he's in deep with this game. Abed jumps over Jeff on the wall, does a really badass wall jump, and takes out Leonard on Jeff's behalf. Aw, nuts. You suck. (laughs) Yeah, Abed looks
1: so cool here. I mean, it's super... You know, post-apocalyptic action movie. This is like a kind of a a blend of The Matrix and like a mm-hmm. Terminator, you know, Sarah mm-hmm. Connor
0: type situation going on. Uh, another, I don't know. I feel like the future paintball episodes remind me less of this one than the uh, the floor's lava episode reminds mm. me a little bit of this one. And kind of the the school has developed into this post-apocalyptic scenario. Yeah, and every man for themselves. That they've taken this game so far. <laughs> Come with me if you don't want paint on your clothes is such a classic line that, you know, Abed's just been waiting for the right moment to say. Yeah. That one is, come with me if you want to live. Is that Terminator? Yeah. I've never seen the Terminator. I have seen the first Matrix. You mentioned the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, and I have seen, I think there are some small references to Alien in this one. I have seen the first Alien. I really like the Alien movies. Quite a few films they reference that I haven't seen. I've never seen Die Hard. I've never seen Predator. I've never seen any of the Terminators. I would say,
1: of the movies referenced in this, Die Hard is far and away the best one, in my
0: opinion. I know there's some reference. John Woo is a director who has a really certain stylistic Mm -hmm. outlook on action movies, and I know there's some stuff in this episode that's directly referencing him. I've never seen any of his stuff. I just got to out myself. I... I want to be outright, I, but this goes to show that an episode like this can still be so great, even, even if, if yeah. you haven't seen the things that they're referencing. Which uh, speaks that, to the show, right? Because yeah, it a would lot be of times... easy for something like this to be, like, uninclusive. Just like I loved contemporary American poultry before I had ever seen Goodfellas. Yeah. You kind of know what they're going for, and it, I don't know, they do a really great job of keeping it inclusive and also keeping it really specific in their references. Very much. Now we cut to this like safe. uh, I guess the neutral zone is what they call the area Jeff was in, or the safe zone, Mm -hmm. or something. And Abed brings Jeff into this little like hideout room that they have. Uh, Troy gets ready to shoot, but Abed does this like little bird call thing to like tell them that it's tell them that it's safe, and he brings Jeff in. This is when we get that classic uh, Donald Glover just giving a phenomenal (laughs) parody of typically in action movies like this what the african-american guy is like he he's you like the, of a bitch the best friend yeah he the way he hugs jeff and it, it's almost like it's not troy at all yeah you know what he i mean he became a
1: character from one of these movies
0: yeah i thought you were dead man <laughs> he was just taking a nap in his car And this is a great scene that shows, like, now Jeff is with his friends, and he's really seeing how everything's devolved into madness because they're so invested in it. Uh, One of my favorite moments here is the way Troy says, the prize. The The prize. prize. When they bring up the prize. Everyone's so (laughs) obsessed with this prize, but Jeff doesn't get to know what it is yet. And... I don't know just the way this whole scene is framed when Jeff doesn't know what the prize is the way the shot of of Troy in the foreground while Jeff's in the background is like oh you don't know do you and they explain the the priority registration which when I was a kid watching this episode I was like that doesn't who cares about something like that yeah like, like you're just signing up for your classes and it is that a little bit I think that's supposed to be the joke a little bit but no priority registration Listen. You can have all your classes on Monday. You could have all of your classes be night classes. You could have all of your classes be like at the beginning of each day. You could do anything you wanted.
1: Listen, as soon as those class portals open, it's over. It is over for people are like dogs.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember that. I remember trying to find a computer yeah yeah like you were
1: prepped like you're like
0: okay i know i want this this and this if i try and get it at this time then i can do this it's like you're trying to get on right at 2 a.m when the bts concert tickets drop exactly that it's like you're you are number eight thousand (laughs) nine hundred seventy three in line (laughs) to get into the line to get into the line exactly to then pay the money for the tickets Jeff thinks it's a little bit ridiculous, like I did, but he quickly comes to realize exactly what this prize could mean for him if, if, he, if he got it, and he's such a, a slacker, and, and he's such the guy that wants to take the easiest classes, mm-hmm. wants to get out of the, the work, and so this is all of a sudden really important for him. He goes right for a gun, and now all of the friends are pointing guns at each other. Well, I, he goes for the gun, and he doesn't quite grab it, because now Troy and Abed are really on his ass. And they're Easy, all talking, bear. yeah. They're all talking about like we all know what we could do. We all know what this prize means. Everyone wants it. Uh, there's no way to share it. So basically, Abed is explaining the concept of an alliance, which I know all about as as a uh, as your as your I don't know neighborhood, neighborhood big brother big brother super fan yeah uh, he, aficionado. They're gonna team up on team up with each other. They all want the prize, only one of them can get the prize, but if they team up together they can get rid of everyone else and then they can turn on each other and at least one of them will get the prize.
1: Yeah, which is the proper way to do an alliance, I think.
0: Right, right. They talk about how there have been a lot of groups, Uh, you know, the debate team fell to infighting. They teamed up and they were the first taken down. Uh, The Glee Club has been been luring people into into traps by singing. Well, wasn't the debate team just Annie and Jeff at one
1: point? <laughs> now that I think about it,
0: you know, I I think there's a chance there were other people like sitting next to them as if they uh, were also on the team. They just weren't. But they were important. definitely struggling for people. I remember the dean had to blackmail Jeff to even get him to join the debate team. Mm-hmm. Jeff says, "I'm all for winning, but let's not resort to cheap ploys." And then he rips his shirt mm-hmm. off to then be rocking the uh, the John
1: McClane look. From Die Hard because Bruce Willis always managed to be in a mm-hmm. in a I must call it a wife beater. What, what are they actually called? Tank tops. They're not
0: called wife beaters. That's the only. That's literally the only name I know yeah. for them. Yeah. Woo. I think I bought some for a play once, and it was called like an A shirt or something like that <laughs> on the package, and I was like, "This shit's a wife beater." Like, come on, call it what it is. <laughs> Call it John Lennon. We all know what it is. Broop. Uh you know, I always thought the thing was that like Joel McHale got surprisingly more ripped as this as the series went on. But he's shown in this episode that it was there He from was the already yeah, in pretty good
1: shape. Looks You great. know who secretly is is kind of built? Hmm.
0: The Dean. And I'll point out oh, later on. Absolutely. But
1: like he's he's pretty built.
0: I know. I know that you haven't seen the series finale, that it's one of the only handful of episodes, but it prominently features the Dean, like, dancing, wearing only a diaper. Wow. And he's, like, ri- like uh, shockingly jacked. Nice. Good for him. It's like you wouldn't expect it. Yeah. And uh, Jim Rash likes to talk a lot about how, like, you know, the they always like to put him in these, like, mold green colors and these, like, mm-hmm. like poop brown. Like, they really make him look bad. Yeah. And he's like, I look alive sometimes because like, I look <laughs> like a human being. <laughs> Jeff automatically goes to are the girls in the game, which ties back in the the Britta and Jeff of it all, where they all think he's just trying to talk about Britta, which he kind of is. You know, mm-hmm. he says her name more times than, than he in, intended to without noticing. Someone opens up the door to their safe room, someone from Chess Club, and he's got, like, armor made out of chess boards. It's pretty funny. Um, They run to chase after him, but he's a pawn. (laughs) There are several more Chess Club nerds outside ready to to strike. It's really uh, a funny thing how they... They push out like this mannequin with a with a sombrero on on a chair as a decoy to use all of their all of their paint. It is a little weird how they shoot them like twenty times yeah. before they're, they're like, like, "Oh ah. wait, maybe we shouldn't waste all of our ammo on this." You know, but it's pretty badass as as Jeff, Troy, and Abed get to walk up behind them, say "Checkmate, bitches," <laughs> and, and take them all out. It's a good
1: time. It is. Oof. And tell the drama club their tears will be real
0: today. One of the only times that Jeff's, like, really bad quips that he makes sometimes actually works because we're in the middle of an action movie. Right? <laughs> now they sneak over into, like, the cafeteria area, the little lounge, and they run into Pierce and Starburns, who are just looting. <laughs> They've taken this as their opportunity. They're totally the people that show up to the protests and are like, Let's see what's going on over at Walmart. Yep. You know? Quite literally. <laughs> they just are taking as much stuff as they can manage to take out of the out of the snack machine. And the study group catches them. I wonder how this happened. I, do you think that the study group or those that were playing from the beginning instantly, like, lost Pierce? <laughs> I think that it's a very real possibility that the game
1: started and Troy and Abed went together and the girls went together and they didn't even think is about like, Pierce Pierce was well, still guys. just sitting
0: there and he said well i'll find my own partner and then went on well, and, and got started <laughs> well Pierce is a big crux in the second season paintball episode because yeah. a lot of it is about him being like shunned
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and like being on his own in this like war that's going on and this has shades of that a little bit Totally. Pierce is mad because he didn't know that people formed an alliance without him. I think they probably told Pierce it was every man for himself, and he <laughs> just went with it. <laughs> And since he's with Starburns, they're going to have to take him out. But he's willing to get rid of Starburns if he gets to get back with a study group. So he just point blank shoots Starburns from right next to him with his hands full of of snacks. (laughs) And there are quite a few good little Chevy moments here. But this is a really good one. He's like, come on. It's just Starburns. It's just Starburns. Yeah. (laughs) So it's time to go to the bathroom. And Pierce gets, like, a situation where he can prove himself loyal by guarding the restroom while his friends go pee. Uh, He's wearing a diaper for the game, so he doesn't need to worry about it, uh, you know, for the game. For the game, of course. And now we have another one of the best uh, framed and shot sequences in this episode. Oh, yeah. The, The bathroom is just scattered with paint. Jeff checks underneath all the stalls to make sure no one's there before he goes to the bathroom. Um, they're all back facing the stalls using the urinals, and we see a close-up of Abed's face. Then it cuts to the wall, and there's this really pleasing shot of just a, a drop of green paint. is nice? Like fresh <laughs> running green paint coming down the wall to, uh, you know, alarm Abed that, that something foul is afoot. Mm-hmm. The paint is fresh. And then as he steps back, the way that it reveals that this has happened several times already because there's like a frame of where a person is and then a bunch of like paint splatter around them. So it shows him that this is part of a trap that he's about to get lost in and it works really, really, really well. This is one of my favorite moments in the episode. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, As soon as Abed is able to voice that something is going on, uh, the girls all come out of the stalls and it's them. This has been their ploy the whole time. They've been hanging out. I'm sure this was probably Britta's idea. Let's hang out in the men's bathroom (laughs) and get rid of all of them as they go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And it's been working pretty well. And now we get an action movie trope where the entire study group are pointing guns in each other's faces and yelling. Uh, Annie, <laughs> Annie, having fashioned the trash can lid into a hat, pops out of the trash can to to also point guns, and they're all just yelling over each other. It's it's a really funny turn of the typical study group yelling over each other until yeah. someone brings it down. Except this time, they're all f- <laughs> pointing guns in each other's faces. You know, the stakes have 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 been risen, if only slightly. Something that I had never thought of in relation to this episode that Dan Harmon brought up on the commentary is that they pull it off, but this episode is about a bunch of people shooting guns in a school. It absolutely is, but your mind doesn't go there at all. It doesn't go there at all. But Dan mentioned that they were all worried because a lot of things, a lot of movies that have had scenes of gun violence or TV shows that have scenes of gun violence have had to pull them Mm -hmm. because something traumatic happens. And they were really concerned. This is kind of a... Thing Like, oh, man, I hope no one shoots up a school so my paintball episode of my TV show doesn't, yeah. doesn't get messed with. But they were, like, really relieved that they were able to make this episode. There were no problems. They were able to put it out. It was well accepted. Well, and, and there one wasn't any thing that
1: certainly helps them is all the guns in this are very
0: brightly colored. And like, I had never thought about that before. And it's so clear that it's paint. so clear that it's silly. And they're referencing those high-action, violent – Movies that you kind of forget, you are in a school for yeah. a big chunks of this, absolutely. They, you do, and they do even though we're using job. the school setting, they do a great job
1: with it. You're right, yeah, because they transform it into an action movie arena, mm-hmm.
0: you know, even though it's in a school, it could have been anywhere. Yeah, it just happens. Greendale's the-, 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 the sandbox, mm-hmm. so Abed's telling everyone to be cool, they're all pointing guns <laughs> at each other and they, Abed proposes that they merge alliances together so they can be everyone else because it does seem like there are more people on campus that are still participating in this than what it originally seemed when Jeff was walking out of his car Yeah, it looked like there was just the leftover carnage. There's still chess teams and glee clubs and groups of people that, are, that have teamed up. This gives even another opportunity for Jeff and Britta to make it about them and they start bickering back and forth while everyone's pointing guns at each other which annoys everyone to the point where then they all just turn their guns <laughs> to Jeff and Britta to tell them
1: to shut up. The amount of times that they were, like, ready to just shoot Jeff and Britta in this episode
0: cracks me up. So a couple of thoughts. Obviously, the people making this season of the show had some stake in Jeff and Britta as a character pairing. Mm-hmm. And in this Episode, it seems a lot like the study group are the audience proxy, where they they keep saying we don't care, yeah. shut up, stop talking about it. What do you, do you think that are we supposed to ship Jeff and Britta, or are we supposed to? I
1: think you were supposed to at the beginning of the show. I think that's what they wanted. Is like okay, this will be the you know will they won't they? They're kind of mm-hmm. you know butting heads, but you know, and I think. I don't remember the critical reception of that back in the day, but I know how I feel about it and how I've always felt about it, and it was,
0: why? And it's not a well that they stop returning to after it comes to a head in the end of this first season and the beginning of the second. I can think of something as late as the season five finale that Mm. is Jeff and Mm -hmm. Britta-centered. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think... Because then it's confusing, too, because they they never, like, really push it, but they allude a lot to Jeff and Annie having feelings for each other a lot. Well, I think
0: it's a little bit because of exactly what we've said is that they bring out each other's ego, so they're always going to be attracted to each other. They're always going to be prone to, like, snap emotional judgments made out of, like, being horny, Mm -hmm. like they do many times in this episode and in the episode in Season 5 that I'm thinking of. What I'm thinking of is in the end of season five, I forget, it looks like something big is going to happen, and Jeff and Britta are like, let's get married. And they act like they're going to get married, and it's so clearly like a spiral, just like how this is a spiral. Yeah. I think it's always supposed to be that way, that they just make each other spiral, where I will where I guess I'll give credit to the Jeff and Annie pairing. They can bring out uh, positives in each other. Mm-hmm. I think, if nothing else, Annie brings out positives in Jeff. And Jeff could probably, like, Annie could chill out a little bit Mm -hmm. more often, and Jeff could probably bring that out in her... I am to the point where I am cautiously optimistic for when we get to episodes that focus a little bit more on Jeff and Annie. Maybe I'll finally start to see the light that everyone else seems to see. Apparently, (laughs) yeah. Or maybe I'll start pretending like I do. Or you'll come over to my dark side and exclusively ship Troy and Britta. Yeah, you know, I remember not hating Troy and Britta, honestly. Especially, I've said this before, in season three when they were setting it up, they did pretty well with it. Yeah. And season four, when it was an actual thing, it wasn't as bad as people say it is. They just, it didn't add anything to anything. Okay. I will agree with that wholeheartedly. I really was
1: into it when they were setting it up and when they first mm-hmm. started. But among other things with season four, they didn't necessarily do, do anything with it yeah. at
0: all. Yeah. Okay. So everyone is outside now. Uh, This is another one of those scenes that feels like it has a really big zombie movie influence where they're all just – it's almost like a Walking Dead kind of like outside looking over their shoulder. It is. There's like steam floating around for no real reason, but it's spooky. Yes. Yes. Annie restates that they're teaming up together until they are the only people left and then they will turn on each other. Uh, And this is when we get a funny interaction between (laughs) Troy and Shirley when they're like – uh, Troy's like, you know, I think we might already be the only seven people left. We should just go ahead and gang up on them, and one of us can have it. And Shirley makes a comment about how that wouldn't look so good to the other <laughs> black students. What did you think of that one? No, I think it's not great PR for the black students.
1: If, like, it's like, all right, uh,. The two black people in the group took everyone else out. I see where Shirley's coming from. I thought that was a funny joke. I
0: think it could also look great. I think it would also be like, hell yeah, the black students. We survived. We actually made it else. through. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's that bad. But I do love Choice. I'm not an ambassador, I'm a gladiator. <laughs> That's a great
1: line. Um, now, fun. Speaking of Alien earlier, I have to give a lot of credit to the movie Alien vs. Predator. I'm going to guess it came out sometime between 2005 and 2008. Um, Okay, the first movie I ever saw personally, where the last surviving person was a black person, and not only that, it was a black woman.
0: Well, I feel like now that's a thing where it used to never happen, so now I like now it always happens. Yeah, Yeah.
1: but uh, let's—the most realistic ones are when the black person leaves immediately.
0: Because like, oh hell no, I am not I am dealing out. with this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back home. <laughs> he said, "I'm." All gone. the white people are like, "Oh no, there's a bump in the closet. Let's go. Let's go see what it is." <laughs> or if like a man with a knife is chasing them, they're like, "Well, let's figure out their backstory." Or like, well, let's- <laughs> right? Like,
1: well, what what made you this way? That's my favorite. Yeah. I like when the girl yeah. always tries to reason with the like murderous person.
0: They're like, like think about what you're
1: doing. You. It's like I feel like I've already
0: we've already passed that, point. <laughs> right?
1: The wake of thirty people
0: that's behind me, sure, kind of ruins that. the The paintballs start flying out of nowhere. It, it, all of a sudden, they're are they're, they're under attack. So they all hide behind tables. Uh, this set piece is done really well. Where like there's two or three like tables or boxes that they're hiding behind with some space in between them. They've done such a great job turning this spring fling into a battlefield. Uh, they 're all hiding and waiting for the shots to finish firing they They deduct that it 's the, the the Glee club, and they know this because if you listen, you can hear them singing yeah, so this is part of their like trap that they 're trying to set up, and it gives community yet another chance to talk shit about glee for a second. they, they like love they to. Like <laughs> <laughs> to do they call them uninspired they they call them out for not writing original songs, and on the commentary, Dan said something like, "Do we hate glee?" No." We're just jealous. We're just jealous of their ratings. (laughs) Fair enough. And he said that, well, even in this episode, like, they're talking shit about Glee, and Jeff says something like, it seems like whatever they're doing is working, so they even like when they're when they're taking the piss out of Glee they'll they'll throw in something like that or they're really more making fun of themselves for being less successful than they are Glee for being successful. Yeah. And I mean and Glee has already accomplished to take out two of the study members now
1: cuz we've lost Troy and then Annie took three shots to the to the chest and you know <sighs> right to Annie's boobs. Right right there. Funny so my mom was like I don't know why you guys had to mention Annie's boobs in the post about your episode and I was like we're talking about the monkey
0: and she's like oh um <laughs> it's so funny how uh they know that they're 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 basically got and they can't hide here forever so they've got to do something to to throw someone into this trap so they can get away and they do it by you know Pierce is by himself behind something and Jeff says hey Pierce don't come over here okay Pierce <laughs> screw you I'm coming over <laughs> Of course, Pierce would. You know more great physical acting by Chevy Chase here as he yells "Medic" after getting medic shot by this paintball. After paint getting ball. hit with paint, <laughs> you know that the dean doesn't have any money for medical care for their students. No. He's spending it all on kissing booths for the spring fling <laughs> and on thousands of paintballs. And who can even imagine the you know amount of money that's gone into his Dalmatian memorabilia collection? Right. They were willing to let Pierce go, and it gave away where they were being shot from, which was in the trees. And there's a really great shot of them all just plummeting the trees with paintballs, and then one by one, the Glee Club hiding in the trees fall to their demise.
1: (laughs) That poor guy who was already hanging, dangling from the tree, then gets shot again by Abed.
0: Well, if they just wrote some original songs, maybe it wouldn't happen that way. You
1: know what I would have really hated? And maybe they did do this, but did Glee ever do original songs?
0: Yes, Gross. and you shouldn't have been asking for it, community. Yeah, that was it... not a good idea. Also, like, I never totally got that uh, as a detractor from Glee because they're, they're a Glee a high Club show choir. Like, you I know how stupid why... we
1: would have looked if we, at a show choir competition, did an original freaking song? That would have been stupid as hell.
0: I think the idea was like, well, Glee was, uh, was, was selling millions of albums and copies of songs when they were the hottest things, and it was covers I of other people's songs. at
1: least probably
0: $50 on iTunes buying Glee absolutely. albums and singles. I, absolutely. And I've I don't know. Heard. I think that's where the anger came from. But for like a, a creative decision for the show, of course they would sing like other people's songs. And they did, after a while, do a thing where they all wrote original songs, and they were all terrible. They were terrible. That doesn't surprise me at all. Except Loser Like Me is still kind of a bop. Whose who's was that? They had an episode where they all wrote original songs and they were all bad. And then that was like the one that they all wrote together. Oh, that was good. Yeah. okay. When I went to the Glee concert, uh, they definitely performed it live. Nice. <laughs> Three of those people are dead now.
1: Holy f-ing shit. You are absolutely <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Three of those people are dead now. Man, not the show to be on. I recently, this is such, well, I guess I talked about Glee. I recently was talking to someone, and they didn't know that the guy that played Puck, like, did what he did. Yeah, he was not. They knew that he had died, but they didn't know, like, what he was into. into, Yeah. I was surprised. I remember when that was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, that show has been very troubled, but we'll save that for for the Glee cast. Yes, we will. Now we cut to yet another one of my favorite set pieces in this episode when they're all sitting around the empty cafeteria around a trash can fire. Well, and I love this scene especially because in, like, the action movies, this always happens, you know,
1: after usually they've lost somebody – and it's a, it's, it's, it does exactly what it does in this episode. It kind of, you know, humanizes the, the characters in the movies you get to see. Taking
0: stock of who's left yeah. and of what they've been through and of what they're going for. Yeah. And
1: it always, almost always leads to then losing whatever character, you know, makes you feel the most emotionally mm-hmm. connected here, in the
0: movies at least. And they do a great job of continuing that with this episode. They're talking about what they'd do with the prize if they got it, and it totally is that scene where they're all talking about like what they would all do if they got out of the right? situation, if they, if they got away with their life.
1: Out, I'm going to hug like, my baby. I'm going to be a better
0: mom. Yeah, totally. Shirley's going to be a better mom. Uh, Britta's going to try to take classes that, that don't have tests. Um, a couple of them bring up different options, but this is when Britta suggests that whoever wins should give it to Shirley as a Mother's Day gift, because... It's been well-documented throughout the season that she has had trouble and that she's not getting to see her children as much with her class load and that the priority registration could really do her some good. Yeah. And I was a little bit surprised that Abed was the one who immediately is like, absolutely, let's do this. Because, mm-hmm. of course, Abed, I guess, doesn't really care about the no. prize. He's just having fun Abed with is what they're all Abed is having a blast doing. playing paintball assassin.
1: Mm-hmm. He would have been this into the game if the prize was, you know, a gumball.
0: Mm-hmm. And Jeff even makes this uh, her suggesting that they give to Shirley into a thing for them for her he and Britta to bicker over, saying that it's like phony and that it's always her like fake humanitarianism, which sometimes Britta is like that, mm-hmm. but this was just not nice this time, yeah, yeah, and they argue over phoniness and over whether or not she's gonna do that and and uh, her being unlikable and it's really annoying. I vibe with the study groups annoyance more and more every time that they say anything towards each other. Yeah. And Shirley and Abed are just like, "You know what? <laughs> Let's just take them out. Who cares about the alliance? They're being annoying. Yep. Let's take them out." Had about enough. But of course they don't, and we move on to the next thing. There's another encounter about to happen. I know that this line here is a reference to something um, that come out according in According to our
1: our our uh our surrogate community papa christmas uh it is Hmm. a reference to the movie the warriors Warriors. yeah which again i've played the video game
0: not seen the movie come out and play that's how i how i tell steven it's time to record this podcast it's true i get a i there's some like banging on my
1: my window which is confusing because i'm on the second floor but banging on my window and then i just hear Time to play. I've
0: paid someone in Chicago, yeah, to, to do that for me every week. Every week, gosh. So post-ironic, Disco Stu shows up, and his inclusion in this episode as a whole is pretty perplexing. I don't really get the point of him, but it's nice that now he gets some retribution after being the the butt of people's jokes for the episode so far. He's showing up to take out the Well, yeah, and
1: group. Jeff has this coming, because not only did he make fun of him when he was
0: just skating through the hallway, but then he caused right. him to run into a door. Right, and Stu brings his other roller skating friends, and it makes for yet another striking action set piece where <laughs> we're circling around the study group with the camera as also the roller skaters are circling around the study group, and they still might have more people on the roller skaters, but that definitely changes their, their aim and how, how fast they'll have to react to be able to take any of them out. Yeah, I this scene is really awesome because it's such an ach-
1: action sequence But the the choreography Mm -hmm. and the, you know, the way that the roller skate team kind of moves around and gets Mm -hmm. shot and falls and jumps over things is really
0: awesome. They They take a couple of them out and then we get a super badass Shirley moment, you know, where she quotes the Bible and says, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And the camera, like goes around her as she shoots one of them holding out one direction then the other from another direction and then we end up in front of Shirley as she gets shot in the back and taken out and Yvette's acting of it is is a great action moment so good it's so clear that the people in this show who are getting to perform this episode were feeling like kids in a playground you know getting to to dabble in, in this genre bending stuff I'm sure it was so fun
1: we get another uh, tense look from Jeff to Britta after he saves her you know,
0: her life by taking out. Yeah, Jeff and Britta are still up and at it. As far as we know, Troy and Abed are as well. And it just seems like there keep being more people. They keep showing up. Well, and Troy's out. Troy's them, gone. Troy is, is dead. Troy got taken out. I, I didn't notice. <laughs> I'm not used to having to give this type of like, uh, like – action play-by-play, you know what I mean? Yeah, Troy Troy
1: was out first. He was the
0: first to go. Uh, Quite a few of the roller skaters get out unharmed and I think Abed went to go chase after them Mm -hmm. and we're left with Britta and Jeff who are waiting to see what happens. Abed comes back, says that the last guy almost got him. It seems like they're good. It seems like they've made it through. But Abed has paint on his legs and ankles. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, we all have that
1: guy who's the heroic fighter. In the movie, who after the long battle, it's like we did it, and then he looks down and realizes that he's you know bleeding, produce, doesn't have any like, legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like wait a minute, and here's your moment.
0: Yeah, Shirley, I'm so sorry. Brita says, and the camera just pans up from from Shirley as she's dying on the ground. But it, it's really just a turn for her to say, you know what, finally this is over, and I get to go home and be with my kids. Now that I'm not in the in the running to win this prize, of course I don't care about this painful yeah, game. It's like bye, see you later. Can you help me up? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. So she gets up to leave. And I like how just instantly Jeff is is, is looting Abed's body for paintballs. <laughs> He's got all these tubes like full with them and I'm sure Jeff's running low on ammo, mm-hmm. so he just steals them from him. Abed and Shirley walk out the door, and it's, like, one of the roller skater guys who got killed. Yeah, I don't know what this is. This has to be, like, a direct reference to something, but I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's just, like, they're having, like, a friend group moment, and then this other (laughs) dude who also died in the carnage is also, like, walking out with them, and he also looks forlornly over his shoulder while the three of them leave. Uh, Britta says, I'm going to win that for you, Shirley. Shirley says, that's nice. And Jeff's like, f*** you. I'm not going to win shit for you he said I'm, mama needs a new pair of Lexuses I'm, I'm, I'm die hard and Shirley's like that's less nice <laughs> and then they all come out another really funny moment in an episode that isn't stacked with laugh out loud moments is Britta's like oh Jeff you've been hit and we see red paint on Jeff's shirt and he's like oh no wait wait! it's blood I
2: thought it was paint but I'm just bleeding
0: talk about luck Ugh. He's a good I'm just creep. bleeding. Talk about luck. <laughs> Lucky me. Everything we get from the dean in this episode is phenomenal. And same with Chang. Yeah. Now we're cutting to the scene with the two of them and the way it's shot is definitely Oh, I don't know exactly what movie or reference to liken it to, but I can think of scenes where like the people who have put all this together mm-hmm. It's almost like a Hunger Games or Battle Royale type thing. It's like oh, where now like the game makers are like they're turning on us, and we've got to figure out a plan. We've got to have this secret weapon, and the way it's shot and acted does that really well. And because it's the Dean, even though he's being serious, it's really funny. Uh, You know, it's two a.m. The game's still going on. There's classes in the morning. He's really concerned that the police are going to get called and they're going to think he's a bad dean. <laughs> <laughs> Which the police have been called to help things out at the school. They so know many he's times. a bad dean. Like that's not. <laughs> they're well aware. I don't know. He. If I went to a school where our dean was willing to spend so much money on parties and paintball games and that kind of thing, I don't think I'd think he's a bad dean. I that's think he think he's the best dean.
1: I, I would also be a fan of, of Dean Pelton.
0: If I had him. No. Chang is willing to be the secret weapon in this situation because he plays paintball all the time. Uh he's not a student at the school, which could pose a problem, but he, he he tells Dean just to just to enroll him in a class really quick so he can he can go suicide bomb this thing out. And that kind of um also likens it to the second season paintball. I feel like there's something in that season that like school like the city college is fighting yeah. them and they've like hired like soldiers or something they've like enrolled like super soldiers yeah and, i forget it. it's I something like exactly that. how it plays out but it is something like that so chang is trying to talk him into enrolling him in a class and he will be able to take everyone out this thing can be over and you don't have to give anyone priority registration and <laughs> then the scene where the the scene ends with the two of them like maniacally laughing with each other and it's really really funny <laughs> yeah
1: I I mean the Dean and Chang together are so good I know last episode we talked about how the Chang was kind of just like sandwiched in to the last one just for that one scene that was the Girl Scout cookies yeah but this one he's cause a, a lot of times I think they're like okay we need some Chang in this episode and it's really easy to put him in the Spanish class and do something it's easy to have him kind of walk by but this is a time mm-hmm. where it's like okay let's have Chang kind of come in later in the episode But Mm -hmm. I think the role he serves is just, it's
0: so good. Now we cut to really the scene that this has all been leading towards. And I like how it starts out with this really pretty lens flare as we're we're panning into the study room. Uh, It's another trope, but it works well for the characters in the moment. Uh, Britta is tending to a shirtless Jeff's wounds (laughs) uh, that that he's, you know, been taken. He took a couple bullets in the battlefield and she's helping clean him up which happens in a lot of movies, and I feel like usually leads to a sexual situation. And immediately, like, the two of them can't help but, like, jokingly talk about the sexual tension between Mm -hmm. the two of them. You know, Britta's like, oh, man, the the wounded soldier stereotype must mean we're about to bang. And Jeff's like, it's a miracle we still have clothes on when he barely does. (laughs) And... I don't know. Watching and dissecting scenes like this make me a little bit uncomfortable. But the show did a pretty good job with it. Yeah. And I especially like how the kiss that this is leading towards, I really like how it comes out. I do too. It's really true to the characters that they're one upping each other and 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 being kind of sarcastic about what they're doing and the way that they like get in each other's face. I like, like they're gonna like they're gonna make out mm-hmm. and then they actually do. It reminds that,
1: me of, of our first kiss,
0: Zach. Uh, you know. Ah! I don't know. It's really true to the characters and it's really an honest moment where sometimes like the emotion and the the the, the tension like it just makes something happen. And the way – it doesn't feel like a movie TV show kiss. It feels like they they kind of stumble into it, even though it's been inevitable for a while. I think it works really well. Yeah. And I love that the camera cuts away from it at the perfect moment. The, they they don't linger on them kissing too long. It's like a shocking, like, oh, shit, it finally happened, and then boom, we're in commercial. Yeah,
1: which I am also a fan of because it. I think that it would have lost a lot if it had, like, gone on. Because at that point, it's like, all right, we get it.
0: What do you think of this kiss? Did it have any heat
1: for you? A little bit, yeah. But I think that most of that is due to how fantastic it was. Like, the whole, like, ah, like, okay, now we're not. And it's like, ah, we're there. Oh, oh. You know, I think that they did a really good job of building it up, especially throughout this episode. Because, you know, they do bicker and argue, and that kind of playfulness is where it comes from. So I I like it. I, I, you know, over overarchingly no but for right now yes
0: yes I agree with you we cut to afterwards you know we're we're panning along the floor and we see all of the clothes that they've stripped off of each other Uh, Britta is getting redressed after this uh, just wearing that same pair of underwear that he always seems to be wearing which I feel like uh, tracks with the whole he's still been living in his car thing and I don't know, they have some awkward post-coital talk, you know, Jeff is like, I feel great now, I think the group was right, we should have just done that, and Britta picks up a gun and and turns it on him, Mm -hmm. and suddenly becomes this thing of, was that even real, did it mean anything, was Britta just doing it to be able to take Jeff out and, and win the game now that they're so close to the end, and... I, the way that it affects Jeff is interesting. Yeah. Jeff keeps calling her gross and saying that it's dirty, and I like the way that Britta says, like, I didn't have sex with you so I could win paintball. I had sex with you, and now and I'm going to gonna win, win paintball. paintball. Yeah. Jeff gets redressed, and Britta is just re- waiting and ready for the moment to take him out. Uh, they have a, a brief discussion about like whether or not what they did meant anything, and neither of them are really willing to say that it did but they're not exactly willing to say that it didn't either yeah the the relationship line is really thinly drawn here of what exactly this is going to mean for these two characters going forward uh whether this is the beginning of something that's been long anticipated or if it was just a a relief of tension and now it's gone Mm -hmm. obviously we know what happens because we've seen the future of the show but it'll be fun to watch where the characters go from this moment in the next couple of episodes. Yeah, they aren't willing to tell each other what it meant, and it, it, it they keep arguing over each other and going right back into the bantering that they were doing before. So Britta doesn't get to the point where 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 she can shoot him. You know, well she tries to, but she's out of paintballs. Yeah, because the uh, ever ever clever Jeff Winger. Before they can get any farther with their situation. This is such a beautiful sequence of events where the operatic music begins, the doors swing open, and in comes l t. Gray This
1: is definitely my favorite scene of the episode, this whole mm-hmm. sequence because well mm-hmm. one i I love Scarface as ridiculous as a movie it is it's really entertaining, and I think Chang just like coming in in that suit with that gun is just so perfect, the music playing mm-hmm. in the background how like you know, it's the, in this episode they do a lot with the camera. You know, switching it from normal, like okay, it's a sitcom. to Like okay, now it's an HD action movie. And this is one of right. those times where it's it's framed like the way the room is laid out is just beautiful.
0: It's great. <laughs> you say Scarface, but I'm almost positive that this is the scene that's directly influenced by John Woo films. Ah. I think it's like uh, what did John I mean, Woo do? it definitely reminds of Scarface. Uh, I think. I don't want to say something wrong because I don't mm-hmm. know his movies well enough, but, like, uh... Like... He did The Killer, Hardboiled, Face Off, Mission Impossible, Broken Arrow. He is considered a major influence on the action genre, known for his highly chaotic action sequences, stylized imagery, Mexican standoffs, which is what this kind of is, frequent use of slow motion, and allusions to neo-noir and Western cinema. Well, the Mexican standoff was, like, what happened in the bathrooms. that's when everybody's pointing at each other. That's true as well. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, uh, Chang has this tiger striped LT Grey like machine paintball gun that he's just absolutely going at it at the room, but not making any of the shots. Uh, <laughs> Britta and Jeff hide behind couches and stuff. Well, Chang's just going absolutely. He's wild. shooting everything. He's just <laughs> sh- shooting whatever he can. Buenos dias, children. He, uh, he announces what's going on, and, and Jeff yells, you're not a student, and he holds up his <laughs> enrollment form. Critical media literacy and politics of gender, biatch. You know, uh, we haven't gotten really enough of Ken Jong really getting to shine in this season, but in this episode, not only does he get to do something totally out of character for the character, something that we don't see out of this character often, but he does really get to shine and kind of stretch his chops a little bit, yeah, I feel. really good. Jeff tries to shoot from behind the couch a couple of times. It's a pretty waste of effort with their little uh, wimpy in comparison <laughs> guns that they've been using. Britta tries to talk Jeff into giving her his ammo. Basically saying that she's going to be willing to sacrifice herself to take out Chang and to be taken down in the meantime. Uh, Jeff isn't quite sure whether he's going to trust that or not. And they share another kiss. I felt like this one here had a lot more weight to it than the first one did i think especially
1: i think for jeff it does because he's like oh she's just kissing me but i will say i think also you know there's a window after two people sleep together where the kissing is like okay but i think that if she had done this like a day later it would have been totally different
0: you know that's true in real life, but I think that window is different when it comes to TV shows and stuff because I think I I don't know, it it's telling that there might be something there. You're right that it could just be that there's a window, but it seems like it's a I might die, like a paintball die, so I want to get a last kiss before See for before me it's I'm more she's it distracting him so she can take his ammo. Well, yeah, of know. course, but but I, I don't know this this kiss just has more weight than the first one did. This one was less like a, I don't know. Whatever. It was it was less heat of the moment and more like
1: intentional, like she planned heated sort of it. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, but Britta takes his his clip from him and says, "Pretty crazy if I shot you right now, huh?" But she doesn't. You know, she she did the right thing. And there's a really great stylized <laughs> shot of Chang tossing his his uh, huge blaster and. Pulling out those two iconic golden paintball guns. Um, and and Britta has her chance to, to come up and, and, and try to sweep the room and to get at him in his second where he's switching over. And this is where we get the two mm-hmm. absolute coolest shots of the entire episode, maybe the entire season, yeah. maybe the entire series, where they're shooting at each other and we see those slow motion beautiful shots of a paintball leaving and trailing towards the other person. And then we get the shot in the middle... Where two paintballs s- explode on each other. Pretty freaking That's just awesome. one of those things that it transcends television. It transcends the trope that it's trying to do. It's just a phenomenal shot that belongs in like a history book of cinematography. It yeah, looks so it's so, so cool. good. Probably my favorite cinematic moment of the entire episode. Did we get to the point? Did you say, because you said you had a favorite funny moment. and then My favorite moment is, is this moment whole of the episode. Chang sequence. So this would be included. I think yeah. I'm with you. There are a lot of set pieces that this episode does so well. And then they build to this biggest set piece that has this blow up and it happens in the study room. It's very, very, very good. And I kind of like that this fight was, you know, Britta and Chang because
1: Mm -hmm. it was like a big, you know, climactic moment. But at the end of it, you know, Britta still sacrificed herself, Mm -hmm. you know. And so it, it gives this scene being so great also sets up the final scene with Jeff and the Dean being as good as it is.
0: Very good scene. Jeff stands up and he knows that they've won, that that Chang is done for. He's got paint all over him. But what Jeff doesn't know is that there's a good chance that that's not going to matter at all because, of course, Chang has a a trick up his sleeve. Mm -hmm. He says maybe there's no such thing as priority registration, so this is all for nothing anyway. Uh, It was never something that the dean would actually be able to give to someone. So it was doomed from the start. And then Chang reveals that he's got this suicide bomber <laughs> paint rig set up that has to be against the rules. Got And I would have also really loved to see just a little bit more of how Chang ended up with this thing. Right. Or if he built it or what. Because if he goes paintballing three times a week,
1: has he had to use this before? Like, does he, like, suicide bomb yeah. in paintballing?
0: <laughs> yeah. But then. We get this iconic shot that we talked about with MJ of of Jeff running to mad dash out of the out of the study room and this long jump as as the paint explodes behind him, uh, just covering every inch of the study room with green paint. But Jeff just narrowly escaping. And I love that you can even see the green paint come from between like yeah. the, the cracks in the this door. Bit. Mm-hmm. You, it shows that I think that this isn't a. Uh, a computer-enhanced thing. <laughs> I think they really exploded some paint, at least it onto really that It really looks like it. It looks very real. I'd be surprised if that were computer, you know. Now we cut to this scene with the Dean that you're talking about that is also very funny, very golden. It's it's on the top of a list of many potential top moments. Yeah. He his his, uh, his office is just as decked out in Dalmatian stuff as it's ever been. And I love that Jeff knocks on the door... And the Dean can tell that this is like a, a knock with some heat behind it. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes a second to adjust himself. And I think the pause that he takes before he speaks is like the perfect length of time yeah. for comedic effect. He's like, Just one moment. <laughs> burst into the room as soon as he starts saying anything and jeff i pointed this out to lily when we were watching it just before we started recording jeff i know it's for the die hard reference but jeff is all of a sudden way dirtier he's than really he was he's really dirty
1: and barefoot 30 seconds and like, ago. <laughs> it's a whole thing
0: <laughs> i love joel's energy in the scene he said on the commentary that he watched a couple parts of die hard over and over and over again to try to get this as right as well, he and could. you can tell and it he pays really off. does his best you know john McClane. He's looking crazy. He's looking dirty. He's looking ready to kill whoever made all this happen. And the dean's like, that's a good look for you. (laughs) Just just trying to push off the the inevitable. He's like scared but a little bit excited. (laughs) A little bit turned on. Jeff gets this really great end of the action movie speech where like everyone out there shooting each other while you sit here in your ivory tower. (laughs) And the dean wants to explain, and he tries to explain. He messed up when he promised priority registration. It's a violation of a Student Equality Act. But this isn't, and he holds up that DVD player. What region is that? It's region one. So it would have worked for American DVDs. I I think we assumed it would Mm -hmm. be one of the other regions. It comes with its own remote, so that's pretty cool. And that just makes Jeff lose it anymore, and he slips from Die Hard to John Rambo as he just <laughs> shooting everything around him like Chang did and just, just going crazy, shooting all over the place. The Dean ducks behind his desk and misses the wrath, as so it seems, uh, as, as Jeff just splatters his entire office with paint. And he drops his gun. The Dean pokes out from behind Asks him if he got it all out of his system. Here specifically and then we get Jim this Rash looks great. shot. Buff. Oh yeah, he looks great. Yeah. That shirt is it's hugging him hard. in just the right yeah. ways. <laughs> Here we get the shot that I just feel like they knew they had to do this. As soon as they did paintball, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, so paintball crashing Jim Rash's <laughs> bald head. Jeff is just laughing maniacally, and the dean kind of gives an awkward like, huh. <laughs> Like, little yeah. smile, like, trying to laugh with him and thinking that the worst of it's over. But nope, he's not done. He shoots him Boom. point blank right on the <laughs> head.
1: And that really is a paintball bursting on his head. But like you said, they must have, like, turned down the, the strength in the guns. But that, regardless, it had to sting mm-hmm. at least a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So good good on Jim Rash for holding holding true for that one. The dean's like, fine, what do you want from me? Jeff says, guess. You know, you know what he wants from you. And then we cut to now we're kind of back into the reality of the show. Everything's back to normal. It's another day. Everything looks the exact same. They're they're cleaning up paint a little bit, but they've got the place totally cleaned up. Jeff and, uh, sorry, Jeff and Britta are walking to study group just like they did in the beginning of the episode, but things are a little bit different. They're not quite as heated towards each other, like in a in a like sibling rivalry kind of way. Mm-hmm. And they're a little bit awkward around each other. I don't know. You can just tell that something's happened and now they've had time to think about it and they're not so sure about it anymore uh they both start to bring it up and they both at the same time are like that didn't happen we're not going to talk about it it's over we never have to talk about it again it wasn't a mistake but it happened out of out of the the heat of the moment and that's it that's all there is to it they were relieving tension nobody needs to know about it don't mention it nothing's changed and then, as soon as they walk into the study room, Aved, something's changed. <laughs> Aved, because of course always he knows. knows. Yeah, yeah, he knew that this was going to happen before they ever knew it was going to happen. And Jeff is kind of putting it off. He's like, "Oh, Aved, crazy Aved." Pierce and
1: dressed very nicely in a turtleneck here. Nice for you, Pierce. Looking good, buddy. A, a nice change from
0: the the vests that he the usually wears. Brown
1: comes with. vest. <laughs>
0: Everyone kind of feels out the air in the room, tries to see if there's anything to what Abed just said, and Pierce goes with, well, it might be me. I'm sporting a man thong. (laughs) Abed's like, maybe. And Jeff is able to uh, turn the situation around where they're not, like, analyzing what everyone's doing, and he's able to bring up that he won. He got the priority registration and he is doing the gentlemanly thing and giving it to Shirley, which is nice. It's it nice is to see nice. Jeff do that. Now, Shirley is going to have to pretend to have gout and start walking around campus with a limp Worth it. to be able to get it. But it was selfless of Jeff to, I don't know, it seemed like this paintball game definitely had a deteriorating effect on Jeff's mental yeah, health. It did. And at the end of it, he's <laughs> willing to give his reward away to someone who can really use it for good. And everyone's really happy about it. It's a nice moment to end this crazy, hectic, action-filled episode. Uh, You know, you would think it'd be really – especially like the, the Chicken Fingers episode, you could tell how that could end with normalcy. Yeah. This one is a little bit more of a stretch to like the episode starts off normal and it ends normal. And that'd be a hard thing to do to get it back to where it started after the craziness of the Yeah, episode.
1: so but much they, happened. They do but it about as
0: well as they could. It's community. They're like, ah, we're fine.
1: Everything's good. Right. Now, I will say that I do like how kind of, you know, impressed Britta is with Jeff at this. Like, she's truly surprised. And she gives him a little look
0: that's like, okay. But, yeah, but they just bang. Yeah. Know? They're still – even if they're awkward and the the thoughts and feelings are all still kind of working themselves out. Mm-hmm. And I think they're still leaving it open-ended as we go into the last two episodes yeah. of the season that the story isn't quite over yet. And Abed is just, come on, guys. Something's different here. <laughs> you guys don't feel it. And one of my favorite little things, they said that Chevy just did this on his own. Uh, while they're, He says his man thong's riding up a little. <laughs> but so as they're cool. all talking about whether something changed, Chevy takes his finger and puts it down on the table like as if he's like checking the temperature of it. Yeah! And, like, yeah. Checking its pulse or something to see if that's what's different. And Britta and Jeff share a look. You know, Jeff's like, "I think we're caught," and Britta's like, kind of gives him a, a cutesy, yeah. flirty look. So yeah, the episode ends with those, uh, those, those longingish looks from from Jeff and Britta. What did you take from that?
1: Yeah, I think that because I've always been more in the camp that Jeff was way more into Britta than Britta was ever into him. And I still feel that way. Uh, But I think here she's at least like in that kind of afterglow of like, oh, he is kind of dreamy. But Jeff's face to me almost looks like more, oh, no, they're going to find out than it is like, oh, I like Britta a lot,
0: you know? Yeah, regardless of if he likes her or not. Yeah. This look that Britta gives him at the end here is a little bit cutesy towards Jeff, though. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's the end of this episode. It's a classic, and I still think it's so impressive that they're able to wrap it up in a way that is congruent with the rest of the episodes of Community. In that yeah. last like minute, after all the madness from this episode, <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. Any final thoughts before we talk about the end tag here? Um, just top, really good episode. A lot of really good stuff in it.
1: I think, I, like you said, it, it's on the Community Mount Rushmore of like episodes.
0: Is there anything that comes right to mind that you would include on that? chiseled in stone with it? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's tough. Which Dungeons and Dragons? Maybe the season two zombie Halloween episode. Uh huh. I'd say that's probably the.
1: Oh, but maybe not.
0: Uh, it's got to be uh, Modern Warfare, Dungeons and Dragons, Remedial Chaos Theory, mm-hmm. and almost the, other... the what? I and mean, what's more iconic?
1: Is it the blankets? The the Fort mm-hmm. War there's one? So many you could go. Is it the you know? Oh, there's just there's a lot. So there's
0: a call out for you guys, even though you never respond to the questions we ask you, because uh, <laughs> people write to us, but it's almost we're all, always like, hey, tell us your favorite cereal, and they're, <laughs> and they're like. Um, but tell us what would be on your community Mount Rushmore. What like four episodes should be chiseled in stone as the four in the history books.
1: Yeah, if if you could only have four episodes to preserve of community, what would they be?
0: I really like this Intag for one of the one it's kind of Troy and Abed for one of the ones that's not strictly Troy and Abed doing something goofy. It's one of my favorites. Um basically it's Abed or sorry. Basically, it's Troy trying to leave a message for Abed. They're gonna meet each other, and he keeps second guessing what he says or like how he says yeah, it. Which I totally feel. Like I hate leaving messages because, like, yeah. Well, I think we're way past the time as a society where where that's a thing anymore. Where you anybody know?
1: leaves a voicemail? Well, because nobody checks their voicemail. Yeah, and someone time someone
0: calls me, that's like not my grandma. I'm. I don't answer. <laughs> just just
1: text me. I have not answered an unsaved number. <laughs> in so long like
0: unless i specifically like ordered uber eats or something and they're calling right. me but like that's what i was with my grandparents on that long ago and the phone came on and they were like probably a robo call and then he picks up the phone hello it's like if you know what it's going to be when you go <laughs> to answer it that's hilarious but yeah, I, I think this is a little bit a, a dated end tag now just because people probably don't use their voicemail like that anymore. I wouldn't even know how to redo my voicemail once I'm done recording <laughs> it if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I normally didn't make it that far. I'm like, okay, that's all I have to say, bye. And then I click. But yeah, Jeff is in the room. He's annoyed with Troy not being able to commit to something. And so he's like, I'm going to do it. And he leaves kind of a, a stern, grumpy voicemail for Ovid And then my favorite laugh of this even though all of all of Troy's different voices are pretty funny, mm-hmm. my favorite laugh is when troy, uh, my favorite laugh is when Jeff is like, did that sound too harsh? And then he <laughs> does it again. And he's like, hey, Ovid. <laughs> troy me in 10 minutes. Bye. And then he's like, maybe we should leave a text message. Really good it's stuff. A good laugh to end an episode. Uh, just another normal community touch to end such a off-the-wall episode. And that's where we end things for the week. Yeah, it's such so, a classic episode that we could talk about for for hours longer. You know, there's so much to yeah. unpack in this one. And in an episode that is, is such a quintessential, forever standing episode of the show, who is the MVP this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see who you went because I went a little bit different route with this one. Okay, that's fair. I think this episode is Jeff's episode. Really, I, I absolutely do because he's kind of the. The lead of the action movie, he's kind of the – you know, in the beginning, he slept through the beginning part of it. So he's like our audience proxy of what's going on. Um, Obviously, some of the Britta-Jeff stuff is a little bit annoying, but I'm not faulting it too much on the character. His Mm -hmm. uh, diehard stuff in the end is great. Really good. The way that he goes from wanting nothing to do with it to being just as invested as the rest of them Mm -hmm. I think is really good. And even that little joke in the end with the voicemail I think is hilarious from Jeff. So, yeah, I can – I can almost confidently give it to Jeff, even if it's just because of like airtime, like how much of the episode is him. Yeah. So, but what about for you? That your reaction made me made me realize that you didn't go the same. I did not go with Jeff. Jeff was probably my number
1: three pick, and that's not anything against Jeff. It's just I think my honorable mention is going to go to Britta this week. I thought Britta also. I would have given her an honorable mention. My MVP this week, Zach, Mm -hmm. is the one who this could not have happened without. The one who who I think, even though they were not in the episode, you know, more than other people, they, was, they got a, enough screen time for me to warrant this week giving my MVP to Dean Pelton. Okay. Because I think that everything okay. he did was so good, the whole paintball assassin like, Okay. He's
0: the one originally. who set it all up, and then he's the one that gets the brunt of it all not working yeah. out the way he wanted it to. And, totally. I, and I
1: love the scene with him and Chang where he's like, we got to do something, you know, like he's, he's, he's panic mode. And he, I think he takes on the role of the the villain in yeah. the episode, even though he's not really
0: a he's like not the, a bad guy. A lot of those movies have like the evil organization. He's like yeah. the head of the organization for sure. <laughs> yeah, but he's I just trying that. to
1: to have his students be engaged Absolutely. and have fun. But I, so Dean gets it this week for me. It was it was a tough choice.
0: Dean Pelton's starting to rank up some MVP points as we reach the end of the
1: season. Dark Horse. Just a couple it's crazy. more weeks,
0: and we'll be tallying up all those votes and seeing or all of those MVPs and seeing who is the MVP of the season based on what we've said and then we'll also decide who's the MVP based on what we feel and I still think it could be a lot of different people's game. I'm not sure. It really
1: is. It's going to f*** and be Chevy Chase. I'm going to be so upset because it's going to be no, Pierce. No, it's not. It's... <laughs> Pierce has like sneakily gotten it Now, season two,
0: Texas. maybe but season one, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, that's all we've got for you guys this week. I hope you've enjoyed. I hope we have reminded you of how fun and memorable this episode is. And if you haven't gone back and watched it recently, go do it. Why are you listening to us for? it? It's way right. better than us. Yeah. Uh, to look ahead, think, oh, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, um, admittedly, we are recording this at maybe not the same day you're hearing it. Surprise, surprise. This is not. It's not the live, live. every time people only press play. to our our gold subscribers. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow, in most places in the United States, if you're listening, is a very important day for our country, because it is voting day. If you are doing in-person voting, a lot of places, that is your (laughs) voting, voting day! It is the day of vote, and, uh, it's happy, happy So make sure to get
0: in those season one community bracket (laughs) tournament votes, because, just kidding. Yeah, (laughs) voting is so important, and if you have a vote to cast, you should cast it. Yeah. I would lightly recommend that I think it is a election year where voting blue, no matter who, is fairly important. But regardless of where your, uh, where your beliefs and where your political, uh, I don't know, <laughs> regardless of where you, lie, you lie, it's yeah. important to vote. And we're all going to be talking about it after it's done. And if you didn't give your vote... Uh, you you don't have anything to say, you know, you should go vote. Yeah, I feel like, you know, regardless of who you're voting for, it's
1: important to vote because then at least, like, you know, regardless of the way the electoral college is set up, which is a conversation for our electoral college college cast, um, your vote does have some influence. And if you don't exercise your right to vote, you're essentially silencing
0: yourself. So go vote. Yes. Please vote. Vote with your heart. And next week, when our next episode comes out, the world might be completely different. Regardless of what happens, the world is going to be completely different. Yes. So write in
1: ballot. Stephen Baker wins. It's a big time.
0: It's a big time. Make sure oh, – well, it makes me think of the, uh, the voting episode of Community where everyone wrote in South Park and then South Park won the school election. Yeah. Pop, pop. Yeah. That's another one of my favorite episodes. That is a very good episode.
1: When do we get to see Magnitude? Because Magnitude might be my favorite. I don't know. It must be a season
0: two thing. I thought he showed up before. I did
1: too. I've been waiting. I was like, Magnitude? Magnitude?
0: To wrap things up for this week, um, you know, looking ahead, next week we're going to be talking about the penultimate episode of season one. We're seriously almost done with season one. It's crazy. It seems like we went from the beginning to the end so fast. Yeah. Uh, next week we're talking about English as a second language, which is an episode that I haven't revisited in a long time. To where I couldn't tell you a lot about it before watching mm-hmm. it, other than knowing it's the one where Chang has like a guitar yeah. on top of like someone's car. Uh, so I'm very excited to dive back into it. Send us in your unanswered trivia questions, your MVPs, your favorite funny moments, all of the thoughts to Can't at gmail.com And Stephen, where else can the people engage with us? Oh, well, funny enough.
1: Zach, they can also find us on Twitter at can't disappoint. You can find us on Instagram at can't disappoint podcast, or on YouTube at you can't disappoint a podcast. We're also, you know, on on the Facebook if you use that
0: at you can't disappoint a podcast. If you want to get your mom to follow us, Facebook would be a great way to do. That'd it. be a great way. <laughs> But that wraps it up as far as this week. It's been fun talking to you guys, and I hope you have made it through the podcast without getting any paint on your clothes.
1: Yeah, we hope you you enjoyed uh, uh, the special trivia segment and all the crazy stuff we did. Thank you to
0: MJ very much for joining us. And just remember, we're all playing. From Inside the Dreamatorium, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. Black Lives Matter. Make sure you cast a vote for someone who agrees. We will talk oh, to you next week. A
1: Have a great week, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, brother! That is so uninspired. Hit me with oh. your best shot.